space, the final frontier. These are the adventures of the Legion of Superheroes. Also Brad Pitt. To go to go boldly to the future and to get like really, really sad, you guys. <laughs> Welcome to the Fake Nerd Podcast episode. Oh God, I don't even know, Brandon. 161. 161. I didn't need help with that one. It's episode 161. I'm here with my favorite space cadets, Sparks Witty. Hey, hey. Brandon T. McClure. What's up? And Ben Magnet. <laughs> what the hell? What? I always I always love when you go to Ben because he is true to the fact of like, I will not speak until I am introduced. Yes. I won't even laugh. No. But he'll go, what the heck? I will be silent the whole time. But deadly. What's up, guys? What's up? We're back. We are back. It's been a week. It's always, it's usually always a week. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. How, how was your guys' week? You go first, Sparks. I'm gonna I'm shooting it to you first. It's, that's how it goes in the, okay. in the West world. It was fine. Cool. Hey. I I didn't, I did a lot of school. So yeah. yeah you're a busy, a you're a real busy guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're all yeah. pretty busy. Pit, 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 pit. I'm those things to you. Pit, 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 pit. Pit. We're all pretty busy. Pitty, 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 pitty. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Pretty busy people. Uh all right, is that, that Did that you do means? anything? I don't I don't nothing that isn't like either related to school or to this podcast. So. Yeah. Hmm. Ben and I uh, helped you with the school project. That's true, you did. Mm-hmm. That was cool. You guys you guys were real troopers and got up at like five AM. So. Got up. <laughs> Appreciate it. Stayed up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I was for my friends. <laughs> I was going to do that, but yeah, I actually did get up. Yeah. I'm yeah. so glad I did. The nap I took when I came home after that project was Excellent. It's beautiful. Cool. It was awesome. so. It was much needed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm trying to. What you didn't did watch it? nothing. I don't think so. I mean, besides like school movies. No, I know. I don't think so. Yeah. We all can't have everything. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Not every week can be an entertainment. Not, not every week can be a, a, yeah. a consumption week. I yep. don't think this was a consumption week. That's yeah. fair. All right. Uh, Ryan, do you want to go next? Yeah. I um, I've been of course having the Hawks Pox, so I just got Marvel on the mind, 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So uh, I decided. What's different? Um, you know what? Not, you know what? not much. <laughs> not much. I, well, it used to be like five percent DC, but now that Hawks Pox is going, I'm just like, what's a DC comic? I have to like, <laughs> I have to do a book club for me to read a DC comic. Uh, but I decided to watch um two seasons of uh Avengers Assemble. Yeah, that's the that's, that's the, the kind of sequel series. It is. The, it is the heroes. the yeah. Uh, everyone knows Earth's Mightiest Heroes uh, is the best Marvel show maybe ever made. That show is top notch. Like. Like Justice League levels quality, spectacular uh, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Spectac- and yeah, the X-Men. Yeah, that era was like peak Marvel entertainment, yeah. uh, animated entertainment. Um, and this series, it's it, it is not as good. I'll just flat out say, like most everyone agrees, it's not as good. But I think it gets a lot of flack, um, because just because it's not that other show. Yeah. Uh, it, the quality level is not there, but it is trying to be. I don't want to say dumber. That's that's mm-hmm. mean. It is. It is. It's geared more towards younger audience. They toned it down. They toned it down. So like, it's not as violent, and the jokes aren't as mature, and it's really, it's really PG, which yeah. is totally fine. But what I really appreciate about the show is how much it really loves comic books. Sure, it, it went straight for um, the Thunderbolts and the original origin of the Thunderbolts with Citizen V being Baron Zemo and all of those guys. and And Paul Dini wrote an episode of the Inhumans, which oh. was actually really good. Yeah, and it showed Karnak kicking all of the Avengers' asses. Real quick, uh, the Inhumans TV. Show will be on Disney Plus. You don't need everything, Disney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, I really enjoy aspects of that show, and the Paul Dini episode was really strong, and it, and it really gave a good character of the Inhumans, and I'm like, shit, man. Paul Dini is really good. Yeah, and like he, sh- he did a couple, and uh, this ventured me into watching a couple episodes of the Guardians of the Galaxy show, of the newest Spider-Man show, of uh, Hulk, Agents of Smash, and they're all around the same quality level. You know, they're, they're fine. They're good. Um, but what... Uh, 
I think this show deserves all the shows deserve more credit is the people really like comic books yeah. and and the love and the the care is there to put all of that stuff even if kids don't know anything about it like putting really obscure stuff uh, because it's what's true to the nature of the well, comics. I was talking. I was listening to Stegman and his amazing friends, the yeah. Ryan Stegman podcast. Uh, and on the second episode, Donny Cates reveals that he consulted on the next on the cu- upcoming season of the current Spider-Man show because it's a, it's a Venom and stuff, it's right? Maximum Venom, yeah. is what it was called. And I guess cool. it's going to be dealing a lot of his run on Venom, so we might see like Null, no, I'm things like that. 100 percent sure. That's what's going um, so that's really cool that you know there are these people that are working on these shows are clearly comic book fans and are yes. clearly like watching l- looking at what's going on in the comics. Yeah, and um they did so the very first seasons dealt with dealt with Doctor Doom and it's and you know I love Doctor Doom so that stuff was fine. Um they did an entire Secret Wars uh, se- uh, uh season. And that's when they introduced Miss Marvel, isn't it? Uh yes, and yeah. uh and uh it's also the human stuff, but um instead of having Doctor Doom be the guy um uh, it's kind of just like a Secret Wars thing, and the Beyonder just shows up and does the original Secret Wars, but also incorporating stuff from the Hickman stuff. Yeah. But you get to have Dracula, Venom fight the Avengers, and you get to see really cool and like Moon Knight uh, as like the leader of this Egyptian cult, and like all this really cool stuff, and like the Red Skull shows up in his crazy wasteland attire that he did in the comics. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of really good stuff. I just wish the writing was better. Yeah, that makes sense. And the animation quality sometimes is like, wow, this yeah. is a Disney show. Like it looks really bad. Yeah. Um. Besides that, I read. I read a lot of X-Men comics on Marvel Unlimited. Um, uh, that's about it. Mostly Marvel. Ben? Uh, actually, I had a pretty decent week. I mean, besides besides work stuff. So, um, yeah. uh, let's see. So, right after we were done recording the show last week, I went home, and Fanny and I are taking care of her friend's cat. Yeah. 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 The name is Moo. Yep, Moo. Right? She yeah. is adorable, and I love her, and I don't want to give her back. Yeah. We're going to be watching her for the next few weeks while um, her owners find a new place to live. So I mean, just one week. It's like, oh, she's she's adorable. We love same, her. man. It's not like you know anyone who's raising a bunch of kitties or anything. Yeah, I know, right? I know, I know. <laughs> oh well, I know, right? Uh, besides that, just a whole, pretty much all my entertainment stuff was just split between like a few rounds of Tetris and then all Fire Emblem. I'm like 35, 37 hours into that game. And I apparently still haven't scratched the surface of that. No, you haven't hit the big story beat yet. No, that I, I know about. <laughs> I have. Like, there's this one story beat that I hit just last night. Where I'm like, okay, that's kind of that's a thing, and then I get to the because the way it does is a uh, uh, the narrator goes part one, whatever like moon or month it is, and then there's like a little history thing of the of the continent of Folin, which is where the game takes place, and still after that I'm like, okay, I'm thirty some hours in, and he has to say part two right now, right? Part one, god damn it. I'm still hey, in man. part one. Good. That means you get more bang for your buck. I mean, my uh, yes, it's great. I'm like for a seventy plus hour uh, tactical RPG. I am so in. Yeah. And also, all my characters are like pretty OP. They're all like in their like tw- in the level twenties. Just wait till you get to part two. Yeah, I was gonna say then you're all then you're gonna die. Oh, then I'm screwed. <laughs> well, I mean, of course, games get harder, bro. Yeah, yeah I, know, be, I know. I know. It's not gonna be easier the whole. I know, but I'm, I mean, if you're. It, it was stand to reason that if you are powering up your characters in part one, part two would be harder because they're not going they're not going to make it easier for you. No, that'd be a lame game. That that would that would, but I'm still enjoying it, still loving it. I can't wait well, for you guys lame. to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't wait for you guys to play it one day. So yeah, so yeah, we'll once see. yep, and once I beat that game, whenever I do, I gotta save up money so I can get Link's Awakening. Yeah, because yeah, that, that came out this week. Yeah, the game I looks want, really good. I want it so bad. Yeah. yeah, but then by the time you save up money for Link's Awakening. Doom. Star Wars, Dude, Doom, Doom, Pokemon, Death Stranding. <laughs> all, uh, it's all, it's happening. Yeah. Oh man, oh my God, Star Wars. Oh my gosh, real quick, I got to talk about. There was an, there was a almost two hour presentation of Death Stranding, and we know exactly what that game is, and they showed two hours of gameplay. You guys, nice. It is a 
post-apocalyptic postmates walking simulator <laughs> and i'm not joking when i mean it that like when you are running you have to use l and r to balance yourself because you have so much weight on your back or you'll like fall down if you fall down the stuff on your back will break and you'll lose money on the trip you are reconnecting america from east to west delivering packages along the way and it's a strand game because it's so much like dark souls where you leave messages and you leave items for other sams in the multiverse so you use a ladder to climb up a mountain and then you finish the mission, and then that ladder is in the world for everyone else to use. My God. It is a non-multiplayer multiplayer game. Oh, boy. And, and, and you pee, and you make mushrooms grow, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be that, nuts. I saw that tweet three times from you. Yeah. Because yeah. either you tweeted it three times. I retweeted it and like from other people because it's so yeah. silly. Um, I actually, the, so the one bit of media I was able to consume that I realized is... Uh, Yes, I was doing all those things, but I was constantly like driving a lot of places. So I caught up on a lot of podcasts. So yes. I caught up on Waypoints from Vice, and I caught up on uh, the Infinity Podcast. I'm catching up on the Downright Nerdy Podcast, and I started listening to a new podcast called Enlighten My Loafers. Do any of you know what this is? Is it about, about loafers? Is it about yeah. shoes? Enlighten My Loafers. So it started a few months ago. It's actually a former comic journalist who's now doing a podcast talking what's about- his, What's his name? Uh, ooh, let me get that right okay. off my top of my. I follow a lot, a lot of comic book people. Boop, boop, boop. Anyway, um, comic so the, the episode like that brought me to comedians. it is because, huh? You mean comic books or comedians? I mean comic books. Okay, cool. Um, because uh, the, what brought me to it is that um, Kelly Sue DeConnick was sharing stuff about it on Instagram because she was on the most recent episode. Oh, I'll listen to it then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so, um, ba -ba. yeah, it's like a guy. It is a guy. Um, da, 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 trying to find a name. Uh, Brett White. Um, okay. No idea. Yeah. Uh, he is uh, doing it to talk about uh, personal style and shopping habits and all these things. It's very style and clothing focused, um, but he brings in a whole lot of people like Kelly Sue DeConnick to talk about these things with uh, with him, which I think is pretty cool. Like comic book fashion? Yeah. Uh, no, just like fashion. Okay. Like actual fashion. Right. Um, but, but like pulling people from... From the comic world and, and like other it. places as well. And so, like, you know, if that's of any interest to you guys, like, the Kelly Sue DeConnick episode at least is pretty cool to listen to. I like so. her a lot, so I'll check yeah. that out. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. I finished The Boys. Oh, nice. Yeah, I finished Hey, the, that show's great. Yeah, it's really good. Hell yeah. It walks right up to a line that makes... that. It walks right up to that line and and then backs away of like the uncomfortableness that I got from the comic. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I still think, as I said on Fake Nerd Watch, um, it still does it more tastefully. Than oh, of course. Book. Oh, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah. It's really good. It's really good. I, I liked it a lot. I love the performances. I love the actors. Um, Popclaw, Popclaw, Popclaw. She, she pops lots of things. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Claws, heads. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm just so confused by what they're doing with the deep. Because I don't. I get the feeling they're trying to make him sympathetic, but I don't want him to be sympathetic. So here's the thing. I uh, yes, um, but there's something to be said about people learning from their mistakes and becoming better people, and think he's going to become a better person f and learn from his mistakes. Yeah. Because we can't, not to get in the cancel culture or anything, but we can't always like. Sometimes mm -hmm. people make mistakes and need to, and they can learn from them. Mm -hmm. You don't like you can be mean to people all the time, but like if he seems like he's a sad guy and he wants to redeem himself, then I think we should allow it. Plus, it's a fake show. I am. Um, I wasn't real. gonna get into any of that. Politics, no, no, but no, yeah, yeah. But like, it's, um, I, I, I see the way they're going about it, and I could see them doing it in a tasteful way. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, that's yeah. all I can say. Um, yo, man, he got gilled. <laughs> oh he my did. god, it's awful. Yeah, yeah, that was real rough. 
<laughs> he got gilled. <laughs> his his last scene is something. Yeah. yeah. Dude, that shaving the head, like that's I, yeah. that's I think that's really powerful. Yeah. I, funny He's still a you, jerk. Funny, Brandon, funny that you mentioned the boys because one of the guys I work with, he was watching it while he was on break. And he's like, oh, hey, Ben, have you watched The Boys? I'm like, oh, yeah, that show's great. He's like, yeah, I'm on the episode of right now. I'm watching it right now. I was like, he probably shouldn't be watching that at work, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, he's watching it in the break room on his phone with his headphones in. But that's, I'm like, that's you should not watch that. Get to the scene with the laser babies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it's on his phone, it's not yeah. that big of a deal. Yeah. There, there are things. He's on his break, whatever. I, yeah. also, I also really like that they are kind of telling the same story from the comics, but in a different way. Um, like the reveal that the, that the supers aren't quite what they seem yeah, happens sure. in a different way. And I, and I, and it made and it made me having read the comic, having know where those things came from. Uh, it made me be like, oh, I didn't expect them to do this. So yeah, that's that cool, interesting way. Like it became unexpected to me, to me as well. Yeah, they're keeping to the core of the idea, but doing something completely different, which yeah. is really yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, Check out our fake nerd uh, oh, boys uh, review thing. The last scene with Carl Urban and mm-hmm. Homelander, Homelander? Mm-hmm. dude, just like yeah, holy shit, holy shit. Yeah, that's that's on, honestly, I was like. I like it, but I don't know if I want to keep going with it because it does get a little crude. That last scene, like, well, I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, uh, uh, that actor playing Homelander is like truly sensational. Yeah, like he is he like the like the best worst bad guy on TV. Yeah, real good. Um, let's see. Like it. I uh, I went to so I didn't go to a lot of movies except for the ones uh, except for the one that I'm doing for the show today um, at Astra. But I did watch some films at home because I had a really shit week. Um, I was pretty vocal about it on my social media uh, this week. Thank you to Downright Nerdy for reaching out. That was really sweet of you yeah. guys. Uh, I'm sorry I'm such a pest while listening to your show. Um, and God, then stop being so nice, you jerks. <laughs> 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 Downright Nerdy, Jesus. Um, I mean, to, to, a lot love of, you. to a lot of my, my followers' credits, some of them are my friends. Um, a couple people did reach out because, you know, I'm just <laughs> trying to be a little bit more honest about my struggles. And sure. let, let, I don't want, I'm tired of hiding it because my mom... Because I'm gonna get a phone call from my mom, and she's gonna be like, "Why aren't you happy?" or whatever. Uh-huh. Like I'm, I just want to. If I want to scream into the Ethernet, I, w- I want to do it. I want to sure. be able to I do feel it. You did, yeah. yeah. So that's basically what I did this week, and and I got to the point where I was like, "I'm not, I'm not going into work," because if I go into work, I. Uh, as uh, what was the word you said? Uh, Sparks when I told uh, you the sentence being cavalier. Pat being ca- I would cavalierly kill myself, not like right. seriously, but like I was so like. Done. So I, I I took the I took the day off of work. I took a sick day, right? And uh, I organized my DVDs. Nice, because that's what I do. I am a freak. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, they look really nice. I got rid of more than I put up. So uh, I'm I'm keeping a. Do you still have Batman vs Superman. Yes. <sighs> it survives another call. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it survived again. What the heck did you get rid of? If that's still up there, I don't even want to yeah, know. What did you get? I rid don't of? even want to know. Yeah. Oh no! no. Like what are you the getting? odd life of Timothy Green, which I don't care about. Or oh, is that the Plant Kid movie? Yeah. Okay. I'm never gonna watch it. The Plant Kid. Movie. That's. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, but I mean, it's just weird how dismissive you're being about the origins of Swamp Thing. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Alec. <laughs> I didn't but, mean that. But no, seriously, where are you getting rid of? Because I may want. I'll something. show you when I've got Sweet. the list finalized. Free. Oh. I don't care about hand me downs. I'll take free shit. Um, uh, yeah. So, and I, while doing it, I watched the the movie Chef. Uh, I just had one. Yeah, I just had to rewatch a couple of my films because I don't get a lot of chance to do it. I watched Chef with John Favreau. I would like. I like that movie a lot. He directed it too, right? Yeah, he wrote. Yeah, man. He wrote and directed and starred. That dude's good with characters. And uh, don't watch that on an empty stomach. <laughs> I bet that was a really bad idea. Uh, and uh, he now has a chef show on Netflix, and like, because he got with so inspired the, with the act with the guy they based the movie off of. Oh, that's uh-huh. I haven't watched it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Okay, 
That's uh, super cool. Good Roy, Roy, Roy Choi, I want to say. I think so. Yeah, he does the show with him, and he gets a lot of the celebrities on. I've been meaning to check it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a clips. whole Marvel episode, essentially, oh, yeah. where he's doing like a, a whole meal thing, and Tom Holland and Robert Downey Jr. and Kevin Feige and the Russos are there. I saw like a clip of it. Yeah. Isn't that the one where, where, he, where he says to, to Gwyneth Paltrow, like, we were in Spider-Man together? No, Gwyneth Paltrow wasn't there for, for that part. Okay. That was just those guys at, at a table. Gwyneth Paltrow was in a different part. Nice. Um, I watched... Uh, I rewatched Ghostbusters uh, with my girlfriend. She'd never seen it. She'd only seen the 2016 film, uh, and it was helpful because it's on that 100 movies list that we that we all have that we share. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to scratch that one off, and my girlfriend really liked it. Um, I watched Dragon Ball Super Broly, <laughs> which I freaking wish. It's good. Movie. All of Dragon Ball Super looked like that. Yeah, that's a good that'd movie. be the most expensive anime of all time. I know, <laughs> but hey, uh, less episodes, l- more money. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, that movie's freaking awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm so happy it came out. We saw it this year, right? January. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. January. That's going on my top. That's going on my top ten list at the end of the year. That's a real movie. It counts. Probably. Probably. Um, No, I still remember going to the theater and the guy behind the taking my thing. I was like, "Yeah, bro." He's like, "Oh, dude, you're gonna love it." I I was I was watching uh, Totally Not Mark, which is a a video essay channel that we all that we follow. Our show follows. and he posted a review of Dragon Ball Super Broly, and he like broke down like why the three sequences of the fights of the fight with Broly works, and it's because you know Vegeta's you know plays their strengths. Vegeta is interesting when he's got the upper hand in a fight, and then when, as soon as he doesn't, Goku picks up. Who hit? Who when he's fighting, it's always more interesting when he's when he's kind of like you know trying to figure out what's happening and and kind of struggling a bit. Um, and then the Gogeta fight is just freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. Shatter a reality. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Vegeta! Look what he's done. <laughs> a stray energy blast oh, killed Broly. your father. <laughs> the tragedy. That's Pink the Frieza. best thing ever. <laughs> Have fun, Frieza. Oh, wait, <laughs> what? So ah! God. Yeah, guys. Wait. Like, real. We've talked about Broly before, like multiple times. But like, if you are a lapsed Dragon Ball fan and you you don't even have to see Super, watch Broly. It is legitimately like. The best looking Dragon Ball thing ever made. It's yeah. got a great. It's got a great new story. The animation is superb. Like, don't don't knock it. It's also the best score any Dragon Ball For anything real. has ever yeah. had. That like, tru- that's truly like an epic, awesome yeah. fight movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the score. I don't. I don't. I think Sparks knows this, but the score is um, is inspired by the chants from the Brazil showings of the last episode of Dragon Ball Super. Of Dragon Ball Super. So they would yell like, because Goku! they would. I don't know if you know this. Uh, I know you know it, Ryan, but Ben, uh, that they would like show it in town squares, projected on buildings. And oh yeah, I heard in, about this in Brazil, and so like people would be there like chanting people. and screaming, and so they wanted to bring that to the score. Bigger than sporting events. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's so it's cool. Insane. And this is Brazil we're talking about. The second yeah. any football game yeah. goes on, the whole country just football? stops. Yeah, they're passionate about sports and anime. <laughs> weirdly, yeah. can you say that again? Football. Yeah, I love it. Football. <laughs> That's what they call it down there. I know, but the way you uh-huh. say it is is like particularly like a, like an arrow. <laughs> football. <laughs> Okay. Um, and then I watched The Dark Knight because yesterday was Batman Day. It's a good movie. Uh, yeah, that movie's rad. I f- man, I always forget how good that movie is. Um, that movie is really good. I always remember when people were were like, when the when people thought the primary complaint to Batman v Superman wasn't that it was bad, was that it, uh, it didn't have enough humor. And I was like, did you? And I was like, The Dark Knight doesn't have humor. Did you watch any of these movies? Lucius Fox is hilarious. Yeah, he's goofing on Batman all the time. <laughs> yeah. So let me get. It. So y- your theory is that the y- your boss, a multi-billionaire 
with the most powerful company in Gotham, dresses up at night as a bat and beats and beats people to a and pulp. You want to blackmail him? <laughs> you want to blackmail this man? Good luck. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, that's a Love it. that's a good scene. God, all the. I think I remember all like the rumors and the and like the speculation of like oh is that guy going to become the Riddler yeah like all of this stuff and oh. like oh who's Anthony Michael Hall playing he's obviously a big character nah he's just a reporter guys yeah <laughs> oh man what a movie no, I also love the scene where Bruce Wayne is in the Lamborghini and stops the yeah the and then he's like and Commissioner Gordon shows up he's like you were protecting the van why who's in it <laughs> it looks yeah. and, and what I, and what I love so much is is I I I didn't give Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne. Like his Bruce Wayne, not just his Batman, but his Bruce Wayne, enough credit. Yeah. Because uh, we're watching this one. There's a look, a subtle look, that if you blink and you miss it, that Christian Bale turns on to be like, yeah, I know I know what you're doing. Yeah. And I just saved your life. And the guy's like, and the guy kind of gives him the same look like, I, I won't do this anymore. Like yeah. things like that. And that's all unspoken. And that, that Christian Bale is really good. I hate his Batman suit. I don't like the fight, cho- the fight choreography. Not enough nipples. Not enough nipples. Should have had four nipples. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one one on each ab. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but Christopher Nolan's awesome. not an action director. No, he's not. No, he's he's not. And, and like I, it's a Batman movie. You got to have action. I kind of just wish like he would have been not smarter about it. Yeah. Like, I'm not smarter than Christopher Nolan, but like <laughs> if you're actually brought in somebody who's uh, who does know how to yes, do it. and yeah. Help that have them help you with yeah. it. Because yeah. you have these giant epic sweeping shots, and then you have the close up action. It's like Paul Greengrass, uh, yeah. uh, Bourne movies. I'm like, I can't see what's going on. And it's it's fine because the most interesting part of the movie isn't the fights. Yeah. Um, so he, Joker Heath talking Ledger, to a bunch of fools. Heath Ledger, tragic, as always. Yeah. And then the the, uh, I still don't know what the hell he's doing with that brick. Uh, I've oh. watched the movie multiple times. I don't know He's why he's getting he the thing. Uh, it's stupid. It's like, uh, it's How does he get a, a fingerprint from because, a fake bullet? Because, okay, you use. <laughs> okay, this is so stupid, but it's that. It's okay. So the brick has the bullet hole in it, right? Yes. And the bullet he has what the bullet looks like, and you put the bullet hole in there. But the fingerprint, I'd like is just enough of like a ridge where you can see the fingerprint outline of where the bullet was on the brick. It, it's it's stupid. Wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> so he got lost the me. he got the fingerprint. Like the guy put the fingerprint uh, on the bullet when he when he put yes, it in the round, it, and yeah. then the the gun shot the wall, and then when the bullet was in the wall, the fingerprint was like on it. It was oh. yeah so, okay. So it's, essentially, I mean, it, it's not explained well, but I know what he's trying well, to the do. The guy <laughs> puts the bullet into the clip, his fingerprint was on it, and then he shot it, and the bullet shattered. Yes. So he essentially was trying to figure out how to reattach the bullet. So he can get the fingerprint off of said bullet. But how did he get the fingerprint? Because the, the fingerprint is on. He used the original <laughs> bullet molding, <laughs> oh and then what the shit? It's stupid. Again, really dumb. They don't explain it well. It's really dumb. I'm telling you, <laughs> the logic. They don't is, explain it at all. The logic <laughs> is there. It's just you gotta really want it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Sparks is just like at it. He's like, uh, what yeah, are we talking about? Batman's were good. He's great. Happy Batman Day. Yesterday. Yeah, happy Batman Day. Did you guys do anything for Batman Day? Probably not. I right? played Fire Emblem and played with the cat. Very Batman. I read well, a, I read a cat. That's very Batman. I played a, that's true. I was I read a Superman. Batman. Read a Superman comic. <laughs> I wore a Batman T-shirt. If that helped, there you go. Batman doesn't need any more praise or love from me. I want Batman yeah. is fine. I wanted yeah. to watch. Uh, I wanted to watch Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. Mm. Uh, oh, that's a good one. But the the list had the Dark Knight, so I was like, well, we should do that one. That makes sense. Yeah. I will uh, definitely rewatch that movie when the uh, Batman Catwoman mini starts. Yeah, that movie's real good. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I picked up Batman Damned, the hardcover, oh, uh, cool. this week, and a couple, a couple more comics. I didn't really read anything. I think I told you guys last week that I was caught up on Absolute Carnage today. Uh, uh, I haven't read issue three. I haven't read issue three either. Okay. Uh, I just picked it up today. But that book, guys, is awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, as I said, I haven't been reading uh, books 
this week because every time I've every night I've gone home, I've gotten sh- besides the book club, obviously. But you've I, gotten shit faced and you went to bed. No, I played Fire Emblem till way too late in the morning and then that's, went to bed. That's yeah. the same thing in his world. Yeah, video games and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. that they make, they make time go by. That's that's your autobiography. It's not alcohol, my man. <laughs> video games and drugs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, it's legal. <laughs> Excuse me. The video legal games and, and, and drugs, parentheses, the legal ones. The legal ones. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Coffee's in there somewhere. Yeah. Comics yeah. in my pot. Comics in my <laughs> pot. <laughs> yeah, but um, I was I finally bought some more Hoxbox books today. I'm glad. I got House of X 4 and House of X 5. No, 3 and 4. House of X 3 and 4. Radical, dude. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna bounce off that real quick. Yeah, uh, I couldn't. I couldn't afford the other Hawksbox books that I could have gotten because <laughs> I really the need weekly, to watch man, my money. A lot. I, I know, but I really need to watch my money. And also, there's like a fat stack well, of those books. It, well, in a couple weeks, we're doing an episode on them. I know, so. I know, because I'm. I want to own them all. That's the thing. I want to own all the Hawksbox, but I really, really, really need to watch my damn wallet. It's okay, but don't worry. Um, so there's a podcast called Fan. Oh, excuse me. It's called The Hicksman Report. Uh, Jonathan Hickman's X-Men uh, on the uh, YouTube channel Fangirls Assemble and it is the it's a group of the smartest comic book fans I've ever seen in my life and they come from like like mythology majors and like theology majors and like uh, different religious <laughs> backgrounds and they and they have decades of X-Men history combined and they, they spend like almost two hours on every issue uh, so uh, if you guys want to know more about uh, House of X or Powers of X, check out the Fangirls Assemble channel on YouTube. It is it is the best X Men commentary that I've been listening to, and I've been listening to a lot of X Men commentary. You guys, but uh, they they are truly outstanding. I will definitely check that out. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right before we get into our bread and butter, uh, we have a, some some exciting news, a big announcement for us. Yeah. Uh, we teased it a little while ago. We teased that we were trying to anyway. Uh, we've been trying to have a baby. We wanted. To- <laughs> And uh, <laughs> this is how you tell me. <laughs> I, I, I which one t- of us is the father? <laughs> I'm telling you guys that this is a Mamma Mia situation. I've invited all three of you to oh, my wedding. Oh, here we go oh, again. Hell no, no. <laughs> uh, Someone call the dancing queen. Shit. Oh man, we're Cher. <laughs> no, you're 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 Pierce Brosnan. Somebody send me an SOS. <laughs> oh. Wait, okay, hold on. Uh, Pierce Brosnan. Oh, uh, I'm a bad singer. <laughs> um, but I'm James Colin Bond. Firth. Definitely Colin Firth. You're definitely still in Skarsgård. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely still in Skarsgård. I'm in Paddington, so <laughs> I'm James Bond. So what up? I'm in Thor. So okay, you're a cool doctor. I am a cool doctor. I got a license. My to career kill. peaked after Mamma Mia. Damn dog. Because I'm Amanda Seyfried. Oh no, she was in Twin Peaks. Was she in the season of Twin Peaks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh cool. Yep. It's true. It All is. right, but anyway, that fun aside, she was also <laughs> in that Christmas movie. Which one? The Christmas movie. Uh, <laughs> that yeah. one. Uh-huh. Love the Coopers. Love the Coopers, yeah. yeah. All right. But aside from all of that, guys, uh, at Los Angeles Comic-Con, formerly known as Stan Lee's Kamikaze, uh, we will be hosting a panel Woo! Woo! for Mike's Impossible, Tri- uh, Mike's Impossible Movie Trivia Challenge. Heck yeah. Uh, you guys know it on the show. Mm-hmm. If you guys are in the Los Angeles area and want to go to LA Comic Con, the mic is Mike Matola. The Mike Matola, yes. In case you don't know, um, it, but if you do know, if you've been following the show, Mike Matola does this this uh, game with us. Where you, where you, we've done doing three, three, now. Yeah, yeah, three. Um, Mike's Impossible Trivia Challenge. You can find a lot of those. Uh, I think you can find all three uh, on the feed still. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. still up. Um, they're a lot of fun, and we are taking them to Los Angeles Comic Con. Uh, Mike will be there. Uh, of course, because that'd be awkward if he wasn't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what are we going to talk about for an hour if Mike's not there? It's like, hey, welcome to Mike's Impossible Trivia Challenge with the Fake Nerd Podcast. Mike's not here, so... If you are uh-huh. going if you are going to Los Angeles Comic Con, it is October 12th. That is a Saturday at 4 o'clock. I thought it was Sunday. No, it's Saturday. October oh. 12th, yeah. oh. Saturday, October 12th? 
You told everyone me Sunday check sparks. Their, everyone check their calendars. Hey guys, it's either Saturday or Sunday. But it is at four. Yep, four p.m. The twelfth is a Saturday. Well, look at that. Thirteenth is a Sunday. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, October twelfth at four o'clock. It's about fifty minute panel. Mike will be there uh, with a new print that he's going to be doing. I think I gotta double check with him on that one, but I'm pretty sure that's what he said. But yes, uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We're all very excited. This yeah. is a major step for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and since since it's only fifty minutes, it's not going to be a regular episode. No, it'll no. just be the movie trivia. Challenge. Yeah, and we, and yeah. for those of you who can't go, like I'm not I'm not a fan of of keeping content away from fans. Yeah, yeah. Um, we will put up the panel on YouTube. Yeah, uh, one way or another, it will go up on our yeah. YouTube page. Um, so yeah, so that be re- so that that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited. I am too. So yeah, once again, October twelfth at four o'clock, we'll get more details like where exactly the panel is going to be. Room four oh seven. Oh, there we go. Room four oh seven. Really? Four oh seven? Yep, four oh seven. Sweet, even it's better. Nice, it's a nice size room. What's but what's room four oh seven for you? Is that where you lost your virginity? No. Ooh. No. That's where I lost mine. Yeah, you just were very that with a baby? like really room four oh seven. Wow, that's no, a, I was room just making, I was, very familiar. I didn't know we had a room number yet. So I was like, Oh, okay, sweet, we got a room number. Kick yeah, ass. And, and it it'll be Mike Mike's gonna bring bring questions and we're, we're gonna we're gonna make it really fun. It's I'm gonna, gonna be, be Ben, it's gonna be great. Oh hell no. <laughs> Oh, it's it's on. It's on. It's uh, been on. <laughs> let me tell you guys, you will all beat me. Depends on what the movie it depends, is. It depends on what the print is, yeah. If if it's the movie I'm thinking, you will all beat me. Damn, dog. Oh, man. Um, all right, I'm so excited. yeah, that'll be, ex- that'll be super fun. Very excited. But let us know if you're going to go, too. Let us know if you're going to be there. And so we'll obviously, fly on, from now until then, we're going to be blasting. It's like, hey, come to our panel. Well, there's only two episodes between now and then. I'm just excited to go back to LA Comic Con. Yeah, LA Comic Con's a lot of fun. That's I'm, a good one. I'm you guys didn't go last there. year, did you? No, I, I was the I only skipped one most, who went. I skipped most of the conventions last year except for Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I am excited to get the Blue Rangers oh, uh, yeah, yeah, autograph. Uh, Finally, mm-hmm. complete my set of happen. ones that I can get. Pink Ranger, never coming to America again. Never. Um, all right, so we move on to our bread and butter now. Let's sure. do it. Yeah. And here's your bread and your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Hey, okay, not in my ear, thank you. All right, to start off, uh, some sad news in the realm of the Trek uh, sphere. Oh. Um, an actor named Aaron Eisenberg, uh, he played the character of Nog on Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He passed away uh, yesterday, I believe, hmm. uh, at the age of 50. Uh, it's really sad, you know. Shocked the Trek community. Um, the cause of death was not was not, is not known at this point. But uh, he's been married for about a year Aww. to his wife, and and he's had health complications. So, kind of a bummer. This is good character from that from that show. Yeah, I just looked it up. I remember this guy. Yeah, yeah. he's the he's the young Ferengi. Yeah, got yeah. It. Uh, so that's that's a bummer. Um. All right, moving into some. I don't know. We'll progressively get happier as this episode pro- pro- goes Come on, on, I guess. Come on, get happy. Um, the Battle of Big Rock. The Jurassic World. Oh, we're starting here. Yeah, I put it up top this time. Oh. Started at the top. The Jurassic World uh, Battle of Big, Big Rock. Um, it's, a, it's a Jurassic World short written and directed by Colin Trevorrow. Um, for some reason, I don't know why this exists. <sighs> It just feels like almost like a Marvel one shot. A little bit. Just like it's like setting up like dinosaurs invading everything. Yeah. I don't know. But it's not because there's like twenty. It's weird. There's clearly more than twenty. Yeah. <laughs> 
th- at least one of these dinosaurs alone were like, I didn't even see that dinosaur in the last movie. So yeah, the Allosaurus, right? Yeah, yeah, I didn't see that there either. No, neither did I. I thought I recognized that guy. Yeah, the the main guy, Andre Hall, and he's from Moonlight. That's how I recognized him. Mm. Mm. Which Moonlight? The TV series with the vampires? Or the movie with the, the gay movie. people? <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> hey man, you gotta be no, you're, no, you're right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think what I find so disappointing is that it's like. The moment Fallen Kingdom came out, spoilers for Fallen Kingdom, by the way, if you care. Um, but the moment that Fallen Kingdom came if you're out, about to remember was that this Fallen year or Kingdom? last year? That was last, last, year. Was last year. Okay, because I just completely forgot about that movie. Um, and if you walked out, like everybody was walking out Fallen Kingdom, like, oh, so like, but there's only like 20 of them. So I guess like, be careful where you go camping or stuff <laughs> like that. Yeah. And immediately, immediately, like that was one of the most common scenarios. Like, well, they'll come across them in camping because like they just can't see the dinosaurs. Like actively deciding to just coexist in cities yeah so it's like that's immediately what they go for and it's like yeah cool this is pretty much what we expected i'm sorry he mentioned dinotopia i know what he mentioned that show is awesome there are not enough dinosaurs in this to be dinotopia no but that that miniseries is awesome Yeah, that has nothing to do with this do we does this give us the indication that this is the direction for the next movie for sh- for sure that there's going to be a lot of dinosaurs? Well, we know uh, the only thing we know about the about the next movie is that Sam Neill, Laura Dern, and Ian, and and um, Jeff Goldblum, Jeff Goldblum, are all coming. Oh, back. The, all, the, okay, yeah, that's oh, the only Laura thing. We, that's okay. the only thing we know for sure. Uh, I would assume and Chris Pratt and Bryce and Dallas Chris Howard, Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah, and the little girl, the days um, of future past of Jurassic World, <laughs> the little, uh, little clone girl, the little clone girl. All right. Oh, great. Um. Yeah, I, if if this is what they're doing as a short film, then it would give me a reason to be like, okay, so this is what we're doing. The next one, we're just going to stop them from going to campgrounds. Because again, I, I think I said this at the end of the Fallen Kingdom review, it's a minor annoyance. It's not an epidemic. It's nothing that the National Guard cannot handle. But they're handle. talking about it. They're certainly at least presenting it like it is an epidemic. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like the, this is a problem. There was like, one Velociraptor. One. You probably maybe take out a small town. Yeah. Maybe. Before some all of these dinosaurs it? can be killed. Yes, all of them. They have With the regular, weapon and technology. Yeah. Regular guns. They can kill them. Yeah, yeah. They're not impervious. Some, like I, some submarine comes across the mosasaur torpedo, dead, <clears throat> done. Copy, By the way, copies. Just... Great stock footage that mosasaur coming out of the water. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah this is America. I, I thought there's I, there's there's guns everywhere. I of course, the, uh, these dinosaurs won't make it. That the long. short itself was fine. I thought yeah, it was. I thought it was. Fine. I thought yeah. it was good. I, I said. I said if this was the only thing we saw at Jurassic Park after Jurassic Park three, I think this was really rad. Yeah. But after the girl shot the little girl shot the Allosaur with a crossbow, I went. My first thought was, oh, so she's gonna become the new Turok. That was sincerely <laughs> okay. the most inventive part of the whole short. Yeah. Was the fact that like I I also like you Ryan assumed that it was the neighbor, and then it's like it was the g- little girl, and I'm like, oh damn. Yeah. Nice. That's good. Way yeah. to subvert my expectations. But yeah. everything else about it was exactly my expectations. I, as I was watching I, it, I'm uh, like, well, this is uh, how I thought this would go. I, <laughs> Pretty I much every way. I was reading an article before we started the podcast um, that someone was saying like, oh, this was Colin Trevorrow's proof of concept to show that he can do Jurassic Park again. I was like, the dude's already hired. He's making the movie. Yeah. yeah. So like, this isn't gonna, like any like who's this? Who's this trying to convince? Yeah, he's got the budget. It's happening. He's already directed one of these movies and written the other yeah. one. So I'm just curious. They're like, not stopping now. I wonder. He was just like, I wanna. I just want to make a weird short I, just for fun. Maybe. I guess. I really want to do it. Everybody's complaining about things with campgrounds. I really want to do campgrounds. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but I don't want to put it in the movie. Yeah. Or maybe I want the whole movie. And again, like if, I told you guys before, like if, if the next movie 
because they have to keep going bigger in scale. If they didn't do that, if it was just like a small town dealing with a bunch of dinosaurs, I'd be fine with that. But like the scale that it's giving it's to me, of, it's the, the end of, dra- of the lost world. Yeah, on yeah, a bigger scale. Exactly. Yeah, and uh, I, I, I don't know if I want that. <laughs> yeah, they they are certainly implying that the tone of the film is like this is the biggest thing to be happening in America right now. And it's like, wasn't one of the would, somebody would says like, be? is this the new norm? Like dinosaur yeah. attacks? Yeah, 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 like, oh exactly. My God. And it's like, and it's like, I could at one T Rex. I could at least understand this being such a big news cycle with only twenty dinosaurs or so out in America if they had just like the majority of them just really found out about dinosaurs. But guess what? They've known about dinosaurs since the Lost World. Yeah, this isn't this isn't new. Dinosaurs aren't new. It's just new that they're there, and there's only twenty. Also, this remember, is not a, working a big park. deal. So dinosaurs are like boring to people now. Yeah, that exactly. was the whole point of the first movie. Exactly, exactly. exactly. Like, so like, world because they're like, hey, we need something bigger than an archaeologist. A velociraptor is, yeah. no, no, is no worse than like a coyote at this point. Yeah, like we're used to velociraptors. It's like ah, they had to work really hard to find a way to make a stegosaurus dangerous. Yeah, they did. Like, like yeah. it, it, all of these creatures, for the most part, can easily be dealt with or moved around. Or they'll just leave. They'll just be on most their own. of them. Right. Like a stegosaurus isn't going to attack a city. The herbivores are like totally fine. Just yeah. So I don't. I don't understand yet. what the point of the. Th- this is the same problem as when we walked out of Fallen Kingdom. I just don't understand what the point of the next movie is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, like there was that scene, the the like the viral video footage, like those guys fishing with that one dinosaur that I can't pronounce, Elvis, the uh, Pompadour, <laughs> Par- Parasaurolophus. Thank you, yeah. Parasaurolophus. Um, Parasaurolophus. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I know I could do it. I just no, no. I got you. I got you. Uh, yeah. Uh, our general consensus when we came out of Fallen Kingdom was like this would have been a great ending if it were the last one and there wasn't anything else, and this has only kind of shown how like. Because what we said is the best way to leave this is up to your imagination. Because nothing they conceive can possibly like actually be strong and good for what this idea is. Yes, and this has only proven that like yeah, it's basically the most unimaginative thing you could think of. There are seven. It's a it's a family of the uh, trihorn type dinosaurs. Yeah, and then a meat eater shows up and confronts them, and then the baby cries, and then the allosaurus attacks them. Oh, <laughs> like it's it's just not shocking. It's not. It doesn't feel new, even though it's never precisely been done before in Jurassic Park. It doesn't feel new in any way. He's recreating a lot of shots from Lost World. Lost, Lost World, World, yeah. There's a ton. I, the, when the door opened, I was like, Oh, I know it. Yeah, I know it. World. Or even when the T Re- or the Allosaurus, not the T Rex, the Allosaurus was breaking through glass. I'm like, That's uh-huh. Lost World shit. That's that's Lost World and yeah. First Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah, all right. I guess we'll see next year. Guys, I'm just saying, there's 7 billion people on the planet. You need a lot of dinosaurs to have any impact. Like, for real. Exactly. Like, the walking dead needs to happen with dinosaurs for it to have yeah, any real impact. Dinosaurs don't bite you, and then you become a dinosaur. That's not part of the genetic design. <laughs> if there's more than one velociraptor in that next movie, I'm going to riot. Dude, watch to be Without honest. explanation. Dude, there's going to be, for real, there's going to be, like, a stupid organization that has, like, dozens, and they somehow get out. And, or, uh, like, Dr. The doctor, Shit. like they're yeah. still they're still out there with yeah. engine and everything. Of course, it's gonna be like, no, now we need to use these dinosaurs to hunt other dinosaurs. Oh no, those dinosaurs yeah. are out of control. Because <laughs> the second movie basically sets up Wu as the main antagonist in the next movie. Yeah. Um, God. One of the. Oh, stop talking about this. <laughs> you did it, Trevorrow. You did it. You ruined Jurassic Park. <laughs> hey, what did you say though? Thank God he's at least directed this, and not Star Wars. Yeah. 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 I'm so glad he's not on Star Wars anymore. Oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, jeez. All right. Anyway, I'm sure I had something else. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park to Batman. Cool. He likes. He has a dinosaur in his in his cave. He does. 
Um, he likes dinosaurs. He had to explain that he likes dinosaurs just recently. Yeah, he did. this comic. He did. <laughs> um, all right, so Batman... Uh, Batman Day was upon us yesterday, as we all know. Um, DC took this time to do something significant, which they've never done with this with this day before. Um, they announced what the new Batman creative team will be. This will be the team taking over the mainline Batman comic as it goes to monthly. Uh, the second month title will be Batman Catwoman, mm-hmm. which is the upcoming Tom King maxi series. Yep. Um, this is the creative team, James Tinian the Fourth, with artist Tony S. Daniel. Mm-hmm. Uh, Good team. Yeah. Inker, Danny, Mikey, Mickey, Mickey, and colorist. Uh, I'm sorry, buddy. Tomeu Moray. That's definitely wrong. You did your best. Yeah. Um, they'll be taking over the, t- the title so, uh, in Marissa Tomei. Oh. You're getting the letters. <laughs> Thanks. <around there. laughs> they'll be taking over the title uh, at Batman 86. Yep. Um, n- not a bad team. Like you could do worse. Certainly, uh, I, I said to you guys in, in the text thread, and I this is not me giving any disrespect to James T- Tynan. Uh, and I learned now it is it is Tynan. Oh, is this Tynan? It is Tynan. Okay. I, I I saw something. So James Tynan the fourth. Um, I've read a lot of that dude's books, and that dude is a solid writer. He's definitely gotten a lot better. Yeah, he's, he's doing a comic right now called Something Is Killing the Children, and yes. it's good. Yeah, nice. I've I've read a, like he did the Woods as well, right? Yeah, so, we, well, the Woods yeah. was your first yeah. book club. Yes. Um, I I like love that series. Uh, I've read a couple of his independent books and a bunch of his DC stuff. So, like he's he's he is a good writer. This just feels like a really safe choice. Mm-hmm. And I especially as we talked about before, like we know DC editorial is planning something for the future for next year. And I just feel like this is a. We've also heard a lot of crazy rumors about them replacing Batman next year. I don't know if you guys saw those. Rumors. I did. See, he seems, I saw a rumor that yeah. Duke Thomas was going to be the next Batman. Yeah. So uh, he seems set up to be the Tomasi for Batman. Yeah. Before that, someone else that ha- happened, to so to I him. again, this might this might not be true, but it's said that he's gonna do eighty six to one hundred, and I'll be over a year because mm-hmm. it's monthly. And then for Batman one hundred, there's gonna be a new team, a new number one, yeah. the new Batman potentially. Uh, yeah. James Tynan loves Batman. He has a Batman tattoo. Like, uh, like again, like I, I even like that Talon book. Like, despite a lot of stuff, I think oh, it's yeah. a, I think it's a cool idea. I, I'm just honestly, like, it's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just after I got the Batman run that I wanted. That's not like any other Batman run. I'm just feel like, man, we're just going back to going back to straight old regular Batman, I'd aren't we? S- I'd certainly want to give it a chance to like just at least know, hey, where are we heading? Yeah, and and uh, you know, give him the benefit of that. But I think I think what is working more to the detriment of me caring about it isn't him being on the the book. It's knowing that I feel like the book already has an end date of as far as like how creatively he can take it. Yeah, sure. That's what I was worried about with Tomasi to going on. Detective like he's Comics. forced to do filler. Well, that's what I was worried about when Tomasi was went on Detective Comics. So James Tinian's yeah. Detective Comics, by the way, is one of the best runs of Detective. It's Comics really good. Yeah, ever. sure. Um, Tomasi's run also really good. Uh, Tomasi on Detective Comics, I was very worried, and I'm happy it didn't happen. But he only had a couple issues to work until a thousand, and I thought for sure a thousand will be the next launching off point with the new creative team. So I was like, okay, well Tomasi's just doing a couple of issues of filler. Um, but they kept Tomasi. But on. they kept Tomasi on. I was really excited about that. So a similar thing. Got to give him something here. after you took Superman from him. Seriously, yeah. uh, something similar could happen here. But Tynan, but Tynan, 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 yeah, uh, said this. Uh, I loved writing stories for Batman Eternal, Detective Comics, and even Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But my desire to tell a Batman story, one, one focusing solely on Bruce Wayne instead of an ensemble, uh, which I like that going away from Detective Comics was an ensemble. Uh, with him, uh, is what drove me back to the Batcave. I want to dig deep into the Bat himself and tell an epic story that pushes him to his absolute limits. I want to tell a Batman story like the kinds I grew up I grew up loving, yeah. one that embraces the horror and gothic elegance of Gotham and devices d- and dives deep into Batman's greatest villains. 
I like the idea, and time will tell if he does this. I like the idea of going into a horror comic. I think that could pose some interesting, like a uh, Immortal Hulk Batman. Yeah, I think that can pose it some won't be interesting. That dark, though. No, but I mean, Probably like uh, going going in that direction, no, away yeah. from where we are. I imagine, yeah. like when he says like that stuff, I th- I think like the Neil Adams like Batman stuff, like that mid eighties, like before it got dark, uh, like Frank Miller really like yeah. super like mature dark, but instead of being like actually like horror like spooky stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I want to believe in this run. Um, to me, this feels like Matthew Rosenberg taking over the X Men for a year until Jonathan Hickman took over. Yeah. Like he, it is, it is a filler run, and I really hope. Like I have no problem with someone taking over Batman. I really hope this isn't the case where he was hired to write twelve issues and then he's off of it. I, I really hope, so hope he stays on. I hope that rumor is bullshit. Yeah, I hope so too. Yeah. Um, I feel like even if that rumor is true, it's plenty of time to change it. Yeah. Um. You know, a lot of rumors do come out of the fact that they're they were at one time a thing, and then just it got to us as the news is changing. So yeah. you know, it's things like that. Um, I like Tynan. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that hopefully he can do something really cool. Yeah. I, I yeah, again I wanna I don't wanna not read a Batman book. Yeah. I'm just like he's saying like oh I'm gonna put Batman to like like the the worst he's ever been and like I'm gonna push him to the max. I'm like dude I just saw that story literally an issue ago. Yeah. He literally has lost everything he's ever loved and like he's been broken emotionally and physically more than any comic I've ever read. Yeah. So I'm like I don't know how you're gonna do that, but uh, I you're a good writer so I trust you. I mean you know it's you know it's Scott Snyder. Going on to Swamp Thing and Charles Soule coming on to Swamp Thing. It's like, yeah. you know, um, these writers just got to try and try their best to take a different take, especially with something as iconic and seminal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Be interesting to see. Heck yeah. Uh, speaking of DC, Birds of Prey had some interesting news. Uh, the comic book Birds Be of Prey. Be as. Uh, Birds of Prey did a. Uh, so, apparently, the Brian Azzarello Emmanuel Lupacino. Um, book which we talked about a couple a couple weeks back um, is supposed to be an ongoing uh, new Birds of Prey books Harley Quinn Huntress um, Black Canary um, it's now been pushed back to a February release date so far as we can tell uh, to coincide with the mo- with I the release of the film about to say what comes out in February yeah, wow to coincide with the release of the film and it's under the black label instead of the uh, instead of the normal DC label, is this their first regular ongoing? If it label? is an ongoing, oh, well, I mean, besides like the Sandman, Constantine, but like this is like a regular DC book that's yeah. now going to be. If this is if this is an ongoing, then this could be the first in continuity ongoing for a black label. That would be fantastic. Yeah, like just like Marvel has like their rated R stuff, the like, Max line. Yeah, um, yeah. this is this is good because I as much as I love you know DC doing black label stuff, it's but it's kind of like Elseworld. Yeah, you can still ma- tell mature stories in continuity. Yeah, um, so this is cool to me. Way back when, when Jeff Johns was talking about the Three Jokers, before it was even in question of that book's coming out, <laughs> um, he was talking about how it's going to be a, ba- a black label book, um, possibly in continuity. They hadn't they haven't figured out if they wanted to do that yet. So that'd be really cool. Um, you know, when Vert- the Vert- old Vertigo days, uh, Swamp Thing was still in DC continuity. Uh, he just didn't directly tie in. Yeah. So, it, hey, Until same he thing. Until he kicked Batman's ass. Until he kicked Batman's ass. Yeah. So, yeah, same thing. And I'd, I'd like to see them use the black label like this. Same, yeah. Um, all right. Let's move on. So we know that Star Wars Empire Ascendant. Uh, sorry, we know that the Star Wars books from Marvel are, are ending. Are uh, all the whole lines ending? None clear. We know that Star Wars for sure is ending. We don't know if Dr. Aphra is ending soon uh, as well. I wouldn't imagine so. It's pretty popular. Um, so is Star Wars. I can't imagine they're just going to stop selling Star Wars books. <laughs> yeah, well, they certainly are not. Um, they're releasing a, a epilogue one-shot that I guess is going to tease what could come next. Um, I'm betting on a 
between Empire and Return of the Jedi yeah. uh, book series. Yeah. Like they did with uh, The New Hope and Empire. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is apparently going to resolve all narrative threads from the current Marvel Star Wars comics. So that leads me to believe that probably Dr. Aphra is ending soon. Mm. Um, it's out in December. It's going to be written by Charles Soule, Greg Pak, Simon Spurrier, and Ethan Sachs. Uh, going to feature a lineup of artists, um, including Luke Ross and Roland Bashi. Others haven't been named yet. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, Luke Ross is like the Star Wars guy. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He's done, he did the Star uh, the Darth Maul book. Uh, he's done so many books. Nice. Um, and he did so. Hey, it's going to be a fifty-six page one shot. Um, oh. And the article says it's going to see Luke Skywalker, Leia Organa, and Han Solo leading the Rebel Alliance to build a new secret headquarters on Hoth, while Darth Vader continues to scour the galaxy for them. So now we've caught up to Empire Strikes Back. Good place to end it. Uh, leave no room for wiggle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I went hard on all the Star Wars books when they came out, and then I you slowly should, you should see myself. Yeah, and then I slowly just kind of stopped reading them all. No, same. Like, after a while, I'm like, I don't need to know every detail. I, I mean, know? I was yeah, I was pretty hard. I was picking up like Star Wars, Vader, always Leia. good teams. Oh always yeah, good oh yeah. Teams. All, the books were for the most part all good. Yeah, but like that Vader, that first Vader run was great. All of Vader's both good. Vader's runs yeah, are good. Yeah. Well, I haven't read all of the the second Vader run. But Charles Soule. Yeah. I haven't read that. I just bought the one dollar true believer issue. That's some good shit right there. Yeah, Charles Soule's a really yeah. good Star Wars writer. Got which is sold on Soul. Which is the uh is it the first volume or the second volume where it's like all I see here is like uh like fear and dead men? That was Vader Down. That, that was, was Vader crossover. Down. Yeah. That was the crossover, yeah. So that which, was that's some good shit. That was great. So good. That was great. Yeah. Um all right, so it's gonna act as an extended epilogue to the main Star Wars comic series. The issue also uh, teases the final fates of fan favorite characters, Doctor Afra and Bailert. Valens, who I've not been reading, so I don't know who that character is. Ken, <laughs> what's <laughs> Ken? Who is that? <laughs> Ken, if you're listening, uh, this actually might be Doctor Aphra's girlfriend. Okay, um, or it could be someone from Star Wars. I don't know. I've, I mean, it's definitely someone from Star Wars. I dropped off, so yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Uh, bring back Triple Zero. Is that the evil? The evil. I think it's very possible that they're from Star Trek, not Star Wars. Oh, Excelsior. Yes, it's the evil, the evil uh, see through. Have a goatee. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to talk about the Mirror Universe in a second. Ooh. Uh, but before that, uh, it has become a weekly tradition for Boom to release a Claws comic book uh, monthly, yearly. That's I feel like I've, there's just always Claws news somewhere. Do you want to hit daily too? No, or? I just want to stop okay. it yearly. <laughs> um, every Christmas, they release a Claws one shot, and uh, the last one was awesome. It dealt with Ragnarok. You could say it's in their annual Claws. All right, Boo. Sparks, the show is over. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, I did it. I'm All a right. champion. Uh, they've released. I was getting worried. I love Claws. Uh, I was so excited. I'm so excited that there is another Claws coming out because I just want that book to continue on forever and ever I and wanna, ever. I want a Pop Claw. Uh, uh, no. No? <laughs> no Pop Claws? <laughs> no. Pop Claws. Uh, it's called Claws and the Life and Times of Joe Christmas. It is a completely silent issue. Oh, okay. Uh, here's the here's the solicitation. Here's what Morrison said, actually. Nothing's calm, but all is bright in this once-in-a-lifetime special clause event, a completely silent issue. Meet Joe Christmas, a regular human man. This is not what jo- what Morrison said. <laughs> a regular human man who's known Claus all his life and fought beside, beside him for most of it. Each of the 25 two-page vertical spreads will feature a new Christmas adventure with stunning illustrations by Dan Mora, depicting a day in the incredible life of Joe Christmas, a very special young boy who grows up to become one of Claus's staunchest allies and mm. closest friends. The cover is gorgeous. It has a werewolf. It has the ser- it has the world serpent. It has the Krampus. It has the, the white witch. 
Uh, if you've been reading this, if you've been reading these one shots, they're always fantastic. Uh, Grant Morrison, Dan Mora. I don't know what's gone into Grant Morrison. Perhaps he's doing less drugs, but he is doing some excellent work. Not all the best comics are are, are, are drug related. All his stuff is. Uh, he's always on drugs. <laughs> Claus is a very different book for him. It's definitely more traditional. I would say. I guess so. It makes more sense. <laughs> it certainly does make more sense. It's more streamlined. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so he talks about how great it was working with with Dan Mora again. Um. Uh, You're reading his Green Lantern. I'm not. Uh, is is it is it wacky? Um. It's not as wacky as like Multiversity. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it gets it gets up there. But it feels like Grant Morrison more than Claus. Yeah. Okay. Um. It does feel like more of a, uh, Grant Morrison book. But yeah, I'm super excited for this. Uh, Joe Christmas. So excited. Love that Claus. sounds cool. Yeah. Love Claus so much. You guys should read the last one, The Crying Snowman, because it dealt with Ragnarok. Make it a book club. Um. Oh, I might. Mm. Christmas is coming up. Yeah. Seriously, make a book club. Do one Claus a year. I could. I totally could. As long as they keep coming out with them, <laughs> yeah. I really hope they keep coming out with them. I desperately want a uh, an ongoing series, but I feel like that would at this point ruin the specialness of it. Yeah. But there are stories that I want Grant Morrison to tell us and not just allude to us. And he said that he wants to tell these stories, but he keeps doing these one shots. So just, I'm like, yeah, it's just gonna take give me time. something. Yeah. <laughs> give me more. All right. So anyway, uh, speaking of the mirror universe, Jason guy, Jason Isaacs is going to play Superman in Superman Red Sun. Oh, I was wondering where you were going with the mirror. Okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, because he's Mirror Universe, Lorca, spoilers for Star Trek Discovery. We don't know who that is. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jason Isaacs will play Superman and Superman Red Sun, the animated movie. Um, Phil All Lamar right. has confirmed he's also doing Green. As uh, John Stewart. Yep. Oh, sweet. Uh, oh, yeah. So we have Deidre Spader, who was Batman from Batman Brave and the Bold. Yep. Uh, he's playing Lex Luthor. Cool. Oh, right. Paul Williams, who was the Penguin from Batman the Animated Series, will play Brainiac. Vanessa Marshall, who played Wonder Woman in, Fr- in Christ on Tours and the Flashpoint Paradox, will play Wonder Woman. Uh, Roger Craig Smith, Batman, Batman Sonic. from Arkham Origins, uh, will be Batman. Phil Lamar will be John Stewart. Sasha Roy's, who I don't know this person, but they're but he's from Grimm, will play Hal Jordan. Amy Acker, hey, yeah, from, Amy from Gifted yeah. and uh, and Angel, yeah, um, and Drive. Is she, is she, Drive. Don't tell me is she Lois Lane? Once Upon a Time. Yes, she's Lois Lane. Yes, that's that's, that's good casting. Once upon a time, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's some good casting. Uh, she's Lois Lane. Phil Morris is Jim is James Olsen. Oh, big boy. Um, that's cool. He's a uh, you guys look at a picture of him. You know who he is. Yeah. Um, he has no, so many things. Uh, Jim Meskimen, I don't know from Batman vs Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Jimmy plays John F Kennedy. Oh. And, <laughs> uh, Travis Willingham. Hey. Oh, I know that guy from Avengers Assemble. Yep. Uh, is playing. A character named Superior Man. He uh, was um, Kingpin in Spider-Man PS4. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Deep he's, voice. He's really? Playing, that was Travis William? Yep. Hmm. He's playing Deep S- ass voice. Superior Man, who I don't know who that is. That could be the Bizarro version of Superman that they made. Oh, yeah. Oh. In yeah, the comics, they made it. Bizarro, but they made him as a... Yeah. Oh, is this, they didn't use the name Bizarro, right? No, no. I don't think so. They, didn't, no. they just said, our Superman. You're right, gotcha. My TV's on. Superior okay. Man. The dog's turn on the TV. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got to watch something. <laughs> um, <laughs> I noticed this. Uh, Sparks is giving me a look. Uh, it's going to be written by J.M. DeMontis, um, who wrote the movies Just Like Dark, Batman Brave and the Bold, Ooh, and Batman I also learned how to Robin. say this guy's name, J.M. DeMatteis. 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 That's I watched a the... much cooler name. It is, right? <laughs> De- sorry, DeMatteis. 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 Yeah. What's your name? That. I watched the YouTube video on him. J.M. DeMatteis. It's pretty badass. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. 
Um, and Sam Lau, uh, who was recently the director of Justice League vs. the Fatal Five and Rain of the Superman, but he's also directed uh, so many of these animated movies. Um, yeah, I recognize that guy's name. Yeah, yeah including um, The Dark Knight Returns. Now, I could have swore I saw a, like a still of Superman, and it, I don't think it's in that, that New 52 style that they've been doing. I, I want to say... It's it, not in the New 52 yeah, style, I think it, which right. I'm really happy about. Yeah, me but too. But the art style looks really close to um, the artwork from Red Sun. Yeah, we got a we got a still image of just Superman. Yeah, it I looks hope really good. I hope it's that not just because it's the Russian version and like the regular version still look like the shitty versions. Yeah. So uh, I really hope they just go for their own style. Yeah, yeah. me too. That'd be I, nice. I um, I'm so um, I wasn't over it. Now I'm over it. Oh no, I get been, a new style. I've been over that um new fifty two style oh, for I'm, a yeah, very yeah. long time. Yeah, it's um, strangely enough, it's the artist from Young Justice. And his artwork in Young Which Justice is much sucks, better. Because yeah. I love the Young Justice art, but yeah. he, see... he stylizes his art more in the movies than he does in Young Justice, and I don't think that extra style worked. Yeah. So I can't wait to see Batman in that rusky hat. I yeah. can't wait to see who's doing a Russian accent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have to all be right. Batman's gotta. That you'd feel like it's a missed opportunity. I feel yeah. a little cheated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anyway, so that's out in early 2020. All right, guys. We've had HBO Max. We've had Apple TV Plus. Oh, this is the best one. We've had CBS All Access. We've had DC Universe. Wait. We will soon have. Wait, wait, wait. Disney you got Plus. Crackle. You got Epics. Epics. And now, joining them, Peacock. Real quick, guys, do you know the only way to watch. I wa- Oh, I also watched um, Marvel's anime, uh, X Men. Do you oh, know? Yeah, yeah. Do you know the only place you can watch that? Crackle. Crackle. Wonderful. <laughs> I used Crackle, guys. <laughs> Somebody did it. It's real. <laughs> they have the rights to anime X Men. How? Sorry. Go All ahead. Right. I just I was baffled. But joining them is Peacock. <sighs> is this NBC? Peacock yeah. is NBC Universal's uh, streaming service. And the news they had coming. And the news they had with this was like, oh, of course you're doing all this stupid stuff. It will be the home of content from Universal Pictures, uh, DreamWorks Animation, mm-hmm. Focus Features. Strangely enough, Blumhouse wasn't on the list, but I can't imagine they wouldn't be a part of it. Yeah. Um, but that is a little weird. Um, it'll be the new exclusive home for shows like The Office. So Netflix. Michael Carl's just buy it. Don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> buy The Office, Michael. Just we know buy you like The it. Office. Um, they will have two tiers: a ad-supported tier and a non-ad-supported tier. Peeves tier and the cock tier. <laughs> oh, yep, <laughs> that's the first time that word's ever been spoken on the show. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, that can't be right. I don't know. We talk about dongs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> first time I said dong on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's it's going to be April twenty twenty is the is the release date. Four twenty. Oh, yeah. I'm not buying that. <laughs> um, maybe that's a plan. Yeah. Oh, it's not. It's a interesting name for sure. I mean, I get it, but no, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm. St- uh, I knew it was coming. Well, they announced um, it a couple months ago. I know no more Saturday it. Night Live on Hulu, folks. No more Saturday Night Live. Well, so interestingly enough, uh, the Hulu things have to stay on for the next five years because of the deal they made with Disney. Mm. Um, Never mind. So at least for five years. So keep your years. Hulu, folks. After that five years' time, they'll probably. Yeah, Move but it. at that point, who cares? It's since we're talking about streaming stuff, did you see how much Netflix? I think it was Netflix who played for Seinfeld. Yeah, it was Netflix who paid for Seinfeld. They paid five hundred million dollars. Yeah, that's five times more than it did. And for now Friends. Viacom has it too. <sighs> yeah, 
Do you they know, paid half a billion dollars for Seinfeld. Are you shitting me? I love Seinfeld, but that's... Do you know why they did that? You are in debt, Netflix. Do you know why they did that? Because they don't have anything all else. Their, all their binge-watch shows are leaving their service. They ain't got shit. They need something. This is too many streaming services. They could also just keep their original content and lower the price for their subscription. That piece. would be smart and reasonable of them, but of course yeah. they're not going to do that. Uh, other classic shows will be exclusive. Uh, 30 Rock, Bates Motel, Battlestar Galactica, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Cheers. Uh, Chrisley, Chrisley knows best. All right. Covert Affairs, Downton Abbey, Everyone Loves Raymond, Frasier, blah, blah, Friday blah. Night Lights, House. Oh, Fraser. I like House. Yeah. Uh, Will and Grace, Top Chef, Superstore. I mean, those are a lot of good ones. There are a lot of good sitcoms. Good and obviously, much more. This is just a list that this. There was. I don't know if it's up. true or not, but like they might redo, like the right reboot The Office. They're like, they're looking. They are looking into rebooting The Office. Don't. to see if the obviously movies like Jaws, E.T., Mamma Mia, Shrek don't. will be on the service. Um, the exclusive stuff, however, going to the service is very interesting. Well, one of them is interesting for yeah. me. Uh, the right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, so not only will the service be the exclusive home of Battlestar Galactica, which I don't need to buy because I own Battlestar Galactica. Great show. Hey guys, Ron Moore's show on Apple TV Plus made me really upset. It's on Apple TV Plus because that show looks awesome. Yeah. It is a Ben. I told I told Sparks about this. It is an alternate universe where the Russians got to the moon first. Yeah. Oh. And that kicked off the. Space That's some race. like Man in the High Castle shit I'm into. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Um, but it's on Apple TV Plus. That's how I feel about Warner's Warner Brothers and Doom. For now. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Battlestar Galactica is a show I deeply love. It's my favorite TV show. Uh, they are rebooting the series. They've been trying to reboot the series for a long time. Um, Brian Singer was going to do a movie a little while ago. <laughs> yeah, years Ooh. ago. Yeah. Um, it's going to be done by Sam Esmail, uh, who created Mr. Robot. He's going to be in charge of the series. That's a... Oh, boy. That's incredible. That dude is a like a visionary... like like. Noah Howley, like Mr. Robot, is his show, yeah. and that show has so much personality. This is like I didn't realize he was doing it. This makes me really excited now. Yeah. Oh wow, like that's that's really cool. Well, what's really this is really good. What's really exciting is that he's talked about it. Like I have, so, I have reverence for that 2004 show, the Ron Moore show. Hell yeah! Uh, so I'm not going to touch it. So like, if he is the visionary, guys, I'm not seeing Mr. R- Robot. R- Mr. But Robot's like a really good show. If he is in fact that kind of visionary, he can turn, he can make another great Battlestar Galactica show. He deals with like really like internal personal conflicts very well while having big like crazy like hacker shit go on. So like having the internal Cylon debate while having this war go on is like perfect for this guy. Yeah. This is this is super good news. Yeah. I don't want Peacock. I don't want Peacock either. How much is it? Does it say? It doesn't say yet. They have not released the price. All right. Saved by the Bell is getting a sequel reboot. Feeling, uh, featuring Mario Lopez and Elizabeth Berkley. Mario Lopez, by the way, hasn't been in a movie in like 10 years. <sighs> He's also like not the best person. What the hell is Punky Brewster? It's a it's an old TV oh, show. Oh, I've heard about that. It's like an old... Uh, uh, I remember the... the kid show. Yeah, it was, it's some show that everyone liked back in the 80s It's just like a, like a young girl. All right, well, it's coming back. Yeah, yeah. That Lizzie McGuire-ing that. Yeah. Oh, AP Bio is going, to, is going to air its third season exclusively on... On um, Peacock. God damn it. Yeah. Hey, at least that show's getting a third season. No, f- thank was canceled, God. So it I, was no, canceled. I know. And that makes me really happy because I, I actually like that show. Yeah. Uh, this damn is where Community will get its movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Not Yahoo. <laughs> Listen, if they... Remember Yahoo streaming service, guys? I do. Uh, if they legitimately... If they allow Dan, Har- Dan Harmon to do whatever he wants with a community movie... I will buy Peacock. Honestly, uh, honestly, that, that is the type of thing if they, that if I they will actually get. have people buying the streaming service. Of course, they will because that'll get people to do it. Yeah. yeah. Other shows that are coming are Doctor Death, which is a uh, true crime podcast-based drama starring Jamie Dornan, Alec Baldwin, and Christian Slater. Okay, that's not a bad cast. Yeah. Brave New World, a series based on the classic sci-fi novel from Aldous Huxley. Oh yeah, I remember that book. Yep. And starring Alden Ehrenreich and Demi Moore. Orgy, orgy, baby. 
One of Us oh. is Lying, a series based on the best-selling young adult mystery novel. Angeline, a limited series starring Emmy Rossum, based oh. on the true story of the women featured on a long-standing billboard in Hollywood. That's where she. That's oh. where she left. I know Shameless Angeline. Hmm. Um, Actually, she left Shameless to direct a show. I'm a liar. I just want to say it. <laughs> uh, Straight Talk, a comedy co-created by Rashida Jones and Jada Pickett Smith. Hey, cool. Uh, who wrote that? A, a docu series centering on the cast and crew of the NBC variety series Saturday Night Live. You know, honestly, like it's not terrible. I don't think this is the because because I like a lot of the NBC like Universal stuff. Yeah, me too. So like this isn't actually the worst service that I've been presented. I think. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's much better than Apple TV. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. I it's, care. It's, I care about this stuff. It's just the 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 like. Will I get this on top of the other stuff? Yeah. yeah, probably not. At least not at first. I just feel like every week, like like, give me some a, space. A new <laughs> damn surface is coming up every yeah. week. Like already, the second they say, "Oh, hey, are here are all these shows." Ninety percent of those shows, I don't give two shits about. I like a lot of those shows. I um, mean, that's that's fine. The only show that I would probably rewatch again is Parks and Rec. Frasier, exclusive home for Parks and Rec. I, but um, I'm not gonna get Peacock for Parks and Rec. They're also going to enti- so, uh, release two. Untitled talk shows, and I thought this was actually kind of interesting because, like, I just didn't see this coming. But one will be run by the, by the Tonight Show's Jimmy Fallon, and the other will be a weekly talk show hosted by Amber Rufin, a writer and performer for Late Night with Seth Meyers. Um, so is Jimmy Fallon leaving? No, I think it, I think it's just going to be um, like a like maybe like a digital version. Okay. Universal owns him, so yeah, yeah. Um, and then DreamWorks Animation and Universal Pictures will develop original movies. Yeah, for the well, for the service un- unnamed so far. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm not gonna buy it immediately, but you know, like like I said, like a lot of those shows I do like, and I wouldn't mind having them on in the background or whatever. Yeah. And the office is is like the office is on at our place. Like how often? Every day. Um, that Ballast Galactica show is very enticing. Yeah. Um, if it's cheap, like this is one of the ones where I'm like, I'll definitely pick this up over the Apple one. Yeah. Yeah. That Ron Marr show is real enticing, though. Dude, I know. <laughs> I'm waiting for them streaming service packages. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Buy this and this and get this. Cable. Yeah. Welcome back to the Cable Wars. Peacock. That's a terrible name. Well, uh, I mean, wh- like NBC Stream. Like, what are you going to NBC Online? I don't know. NBC TV Plus. Just go for it. It's too many words. <laughs> yeah. At least Peacock, like, it's stupid and you remember it. Yeah. And we also. Universal already. Home. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's not bad. Ugh. <laughs> Yo, you want to watch some uh? <laughs> you want to watch some uh? What? Some uh? uh I didn't pay the bill. You, you lean into it properly, and it could work. Yeah. Essentially, we're just gonna have the office on the background where we're on our phones. Uh. Um, we already talked about him signing the deal for si- with Seinfeld. Um, real quick before oh, we I did, sorry, I didn't know that was this week. This new stuff. Yeah. Uh, before um, we get into our main topic, uh, the annihil- annihilation wave is coming back. Skirt. That's a word. Annihilation. Annihilation. Uh, the Annihilation. So, um, Annihilus is a uh, Fantastic Four villain. He's one of their like uh, original OG old school villains, and he keeps coming back. There was a great event called Annihilation in the uh, late 2000s, early 2010s. Dan Abbott and Andy Landing, like the Guardians run, like it's focused on that, the Nova Corps. Uh, Annihilus is a, mic- is a microscopic, is a bug monster from the negative zone who controls trillions of, of monsters, basically. And it's just, it's a wave of death. Um, and the fact that it's coming back, it's like, of course, everything comes back. Sure. Yeah. Um, this is, so, so it looks like a bunch of one-shots, Annihilation's that Scourge, um, with, with one-shots starring Beta Ray Bill, Silver Surfer, Fantastic Four. Cool. Um, the, so the Beta Ray Bill one is Michael Morecci. Hell yeah. Um, penciled by Alberto, oh, Alberto Albuquerque. I haven't seen that guy's work in a while. Um, yeah, but it's just about a new, another guy named Scourge. 
Dan Abnett is coming back to do which one? Not the Fantastic Four. God, I hope Nova. That would make the most sense. Silver Surfer. That's cool, too. I yeah. mean, he's written all of those characters. Dan Abnett hasn't worked for Marvel in quite a while. He's been over at DC. Oh, right. He's been... In, yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, he did uh, Aquaman, Aquaman and Justice Odyssey now. Right. Uh, so, yeah, coming back to Marvel to do the Silver Surfer. That's awesome. really cool. And this is, like, the perfect stuff for him. Yeah. So, I'm really excited. And that's really, like... Sure. Yeah, hopefully it's good. Yeah, um, it's, it's, a, it's a little, a little confused. early. Yeah, it's a little early. I'm a little confused as to how this ties in with Kate's cosmic work. Because the solicitation for the... For Guardians of the Galaxy 12, I want to say? It's on issue 9, so in three months. Yeah, okay. so it's... Guardians of the Galaxy 12, it says it's the end of his cosmic story, but it doesn't say it's the it's the final issue of the book. So he's like, leaving the book. He's leaving the book in I, issue I think 13? I'm, per, I'm 95% sure. Like, I don't think he specifically said it, but uh, the solicitations, everything is pointing to it's going to get a new creative team. Yeah. Which, I mean, is a shame. Like, Depending but, on who it is. Yeah, but like, I don't want him to stay on a book that he doesn't want to stay on. So like, Damn, I it. Don't Wouldn't even, that be the dream? It, for real, dude? That'd be incredible. Yeah. All right. That's really it. That's it. Yeah. Podcast get, is over. Should we get into our main topic then? Well, actually, before we do, I do have something to say. Say it. Speak say loud. Something. All right. So you guys know a friend of the show, Christy Shin of Horror Tour Studios, author I, of uh, Demon Bitch. I author, do. Author and creator of Demon Bitch. Well, she's kind of in a bit of pit. Careful. What? Don't oh, hit this. Sorry. Technology. Well, well she's kind of in a bit of a bind right now. She reached out to me. Um, she just recently had surgery. She had some six-inch uh, cysts on her pancreas. No, they're not cancerous. They're ta- it's taken care of, but she is in the hospital, and she uh, currently has a GoFundMe page to help pay for those hospital bills. So if you are a friend of Demon, if you like the Demon Bitch, if you love her stuff and you want to help her out, um, go to her Instagram page, Horatora Studios. And there is a there is a post there should be a post about it and or on look on uh, Facebook as well Horror Tour Studios there should be a Facebook uh, link to her GoFundMe page if you want to help her out. I'll do you one better. I'll put the link in the description. There we go. Even better. Awesome. So if you guys if you guys want to want to help that out, help her out, support yeah. a friend. Um, link will be in the description. Yeah, she had to miss Long Beach. I'm pretty sure she has to miss uh, Los Angeles because she's still in recovery That's right now. Shame. So I hope she feels yeah. better. I'm, I'm glad yeah. she's okay, but hospital bills. Yeah, yeah. America. I get it. All right, should I move on? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right, then time now for our main topic. Our meat and potatoes, if you will. Don't do that. Stealing that from downright nerdy. <laughs> Love not, you guys. There's not meat and potatoes in space. <laughs> no, there isn't. Just a bunch of gel packs. <laughs> yes. It's a review of Ad Astra. Now, full spoilers from here on out, so you have been warned, uh, this is not a movie you want spoiled. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, Smarmy, I'll go to you first. What did you think of it? I liked it a lot. Okay. Uh, Rai Rai. I, um, it's my favorite movie of the year. Wow. Wow. Uh, Ben, I enjoyed it. I think I'm with you. I yeah. enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, it's a, it's a good movie. Uh, just to finish up my, 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 oh, pl- yeah. my initial thoughts. Um, I don't think it quite reaches the level it wants to, but it gets close and I'd rather a big swing and a miss than a safe bet. Yeah, and I'm ha- I'm happy they went for the swing, and 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 at, at any rate, I st- I still really enjoy this movie. Like I love the effects, all the space effects. I got a lot of um, 2001: Space Odyssey vibes from it, mm-hmm. and I also kind of liked how every time um, a Roy McBride, Brad Pitt's character, was trying to help someone or help do something, make it right, or everything would just go wrong, like. He's on the lo- he's on the surface of the moon trying to get to the spacecraft, but just moon pirates show up out of nowhere and kill a bunch of people. He's trying to tell him he's. Ben, on- can you repeat what you just said? Repeat mo- that question. Can you repeat that line again? <laughs> moon moon pirates. pirates. Cool. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they are. No, I I I, I know. I, I love it. Yeah, 
he's trying to get inside the he's in the space shuttle to go from Mars to Neptune. He's like, I'm not a threat. I'm not here to kill you. And that one girl, and everyone dies. Everyone dies on that ship. Um, I really like the world. Um, the the way they they visualize and realize the world and its structure and how yeah. and um. I do have some questions about the religion of the world because they seem to be very religious. Um, but that could just be a couple people. But yeah. I think um, it's just a few it people. Le- it, leaves, it leaves good questions um, and it leaves me wanting more. I wanted to spend more time in the world, especially on the moon because that was super intriguing. Like Check there, that Applebee's, there's baby. There's Applebee's and a Yoshinoya oh, yeah. on the moon. Yeah, yeah. man, commercial. It, it, that... The world building is a good aspect that you brought yeah. up, Brandon. Um, I really love the world building because it says in the right at the beginning, it's the near future. So uh-huh. we still have recognizable things like Applebee's, mm-hmm. but we're going to Jupiter and we're going to Neptune. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. like um, going to the moon. Like there's commercial flights to the moon. It's one hundred and twenty-five dollars for a blanket and pillow. Inflation, man. Yeah, uh-huh. and also a hot towel, really small. Yeah, and I was like, man, this is like. J- James Gray, the writer director, he was like, "I want to make the most realistic, like, futuristic movie that I possibly can." Yeah. And there's nothing in this movie that it said like, "Oh, none of this is 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 far fetched." Yeah. This like, was all truly believable. Like his spaceship, yeah, the science checks out. Yeah. yeah. Like his spaceship travel from the Hopefully. from Earth to the Moon. Yeah. Was a Virgin Atl- uh, Atlantic rocket. Yeah. Well, like that makes that makes sense yeah, for the yeah. trajectory of America. Uh, Virgin Virgin has been trying to make a rocket like that. For like years, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Richard Branson, the creator, like he does, like you, you spend three hundred thousand dollars to do, uh, uh, like, like what's it called, like atmospheric flight. Oh, things. those where you can be in zero G's for a hot second. Yeah, uh, those things cost way too much money. Well, like, I would love to do that before I die, though. Yes, I agree. Uh, yeah, it's um, I really, I, yeah, I would have liked to spend more time in the world. I think I probably one of the things I I don't quite think it nails the ending. Um, it is a powerful ending, but I don't think it quite. It, it's set up to almost kind of be. It's it's set up to be, you know. Roy's like, "Daddy would hate this." Looking at the moon, right? And then it turns out that it's an accident. What's happening right now? It's the the antimatter pulses that are sending these shockwaves. Um, it was just an accident. Is it? Well, that, I guess it, we are. We have I only have the dad's uh, the dad to believe. No, we don't. We have the lady on on Mars whose parents were murdered by him. No, mm. but no, the dad the dad says in the in the struggle. Do you believe um, a crazy guy? Well, no, I'm just I'm just saying like. Um, he doesn't behave like a person who believes that the surges are part of some mission, you know. Like he says, like he obviously loses it and responds in like this way where they want to give up on the mission and go home. But he doesn't act like the surges are something he's trying to do as an attack. He doesn't act like he's attacking Earth. He's no, just trying yeah. to leave. Uh, I just got under the impression like it wasn't so much like. Uh, like a negative thing just like he he is his humanity is gone he doesn't care mm-hmm. like he th- he whatever mission he thinks he's on like is like his what? he's been but, I, for a but I don't I don't think the surges are helping him either because I think that's why he's stuck yeah, like, oh yeah like his yeah. sole so, mission is to find life on other planets so that's his sole mission yeah so I think I think he genuinely was trying to find a way to stop the surges okay yeah that's how that's, that's how, the that's the read I got is that there that there is a sense of like you're not you're never right about your perception of your parent Yes. And mm-hmm. so even when he's thinking he's the hero, when he's thinking he's the bad guy, the truth is somewhere in between. Yes. He's not the person go, who's, yeah. who's sending the surge, yeah. but he's also not the hero that he everybody talks about him people. as on yeah. Earth. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he absolutely still killed people, but he's not the person who's like actively trying to keep the surge going. Yeah. Uh, he is trying to stop it, but, you know, it's he, not... He, he can't. Yeah. 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 I, I just really like the... Even if it's not amb- amb- ambiguity, like I like that different people have different perspectives from what they were told. 
Yeah. Like the Ruth Negus yes, character yes. is all about like he's a monster and like you have to kill him. And then you get there and he just seems like a sad, you know, old man. And it changes it changes Roy's perspective as the movie goes on. Yes. Uh I think that's that's pretty well executed. Yeah. Um I almost I honestly almost would have preferred him to be uh I kind of hmm. Okay, I got to word this right. Um cuz if I word this wrong, this could be controversial cuz it's not. Uh, I almost kind of feel like they were kind of, they were trying to reach for an interstellar type film, uh, but they don't quite. But they don't quite. This would be so it. much better than Interstellar. I don't. I don't. I, I like think, Interstellar I think the, a lot more. No, I do too. But that is a blockbuster science fiction movie. This is an art house science fiction movie, and the emotions that are happening in this movie are so much more real and powerful than anything in Interstellar. Because the end of Interstellar ends with him in the fifth dimension. This movie deals with someone dealing with their real father that they actually really meet, and there isn't life out there. I think you're being harsh to Interstellar. I love Interstellar, um, but I think I, this I, is a very grounded movie. It's not trying to be Interstellar at all. Okay. No, I'm, I, again, it's not me arguing. I think I, I think it's I very have, grounded. I, have, I I can't word it in any other way that okay. won't seem like an uh, 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 um, uh, an, uh, an attack or or, or a, sure. uh, criticism, a criticism of the film. So I'd rather just back off the topic altogether than continue with it into a into a tunnel. Sure. Well, I mean, I'm. I think this movie's flawless, and and this is a very personal movie for me. Uh, I know for a fact you don't think it's 100% flawless. Okay. Well, there I mean, is I one mean, thing that you and I both agree. What is detracts from the film? It's the yeah. narration. Oh yeah, and I don't think that's. I think that is a studio interference. 100%. 100%. This I, felt and like I agree. Blade Runner, where that narration ruins. Um, not. I want to say ruin scenes, but. Brad Pitt is is doing a very subdued role where he's not supposed to be showing a lot of emotion because he's he's a conflicted person and he is hiding his emotions much like I like to and do he, a lot of And he he regularly has to do psyche valves and keep his heart at a certain yeah. rate his entire life him the even, whole time. even when he's falling to his death his heart rate never never raises higher than like 50 80, which is it's 80 80, 80 BPM 80 yeah. BPM which is yeah. crazy like that, that because that dude is so emotionally dead inside because of what the trauma that he had with his father. And the thing I love most about this movie is you see the slow as he gets closer to his father, the more grief and the more trauma he starts to really accept and uh-huh. grow as a person. Yeah. So at one point, like he, I love Liv Tyler. For the first time, he's forced to not run away. Yes. He's running towards. Exactly. And I love that Liv Tyler's in this movie, and she doesn't have almost a single line of the movie. Uh-huh. It's because he's pushing her away, and that's to show the fact that this is what someone like that does. The movie opens with her drop giving. Her key, dropping her keys out yeah. and walking out the door. Yeah. I thought it was a pretty effective imagery when, when he wakes up after the fall and she's in bed with him and then she slowly fades out of out of the bed. Yes. I yeah. thought that was really there cool. Is, there is some truly beautiful, awesome imagery. And there, I, there, I don't know if it's because, because the movie's uh, AC was turned on to max, but I felt really, really cold, oh, was cold when we were out in Nep- over by Neptune. Like yeah. this, the whole sequence of Neptune. 40. Yeah. yeah. Well, not, not just that, but... I could feel. I, it's well, like I could also feel give you a the, sense of isolation. Yeah, so, yeah, I felt the cold, the the serene cold of space. Like even like I love how the the light that the sun, the sun's light is just so dim all that far out from <laughs> from Earth. It's yeah. just like man, this is some just some beautiful imagery right there. I have seen a lot of movies that involve space travel, and rarely does it ever actually make me feel like the length of the journey yeah. properly matches yeah. the length of the distance. I remember uh, when when he's going from Mars to uh, Neptune, Neptune, and he yeah. says that it's a seventy nine day journey, and you went, yeah. "Oh my god!" Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. We know we're gonna feel how long that because is because I've already felt the length 
from the moon to Mars. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. oh, dang, they're, they're, they've got this. Yeah, so like this the, is going to be like rough. Ryan, you were saying about how he's coming to terms with this trauma. Mm-hmm. You can see that in his 79-day journey from Mars to Neptune. Yeah, the dude like he's hallucinates. Go, like he's hallucinating. He's going crazy. He's saying, I'm not alone. I'm not alone. I'm not alone. He's trying to make sure his muscles don't atrophy because he's in zero G. Mm-hmm. And just all this is some surprisingly shocking imagery. And then he finally gets to see his dad. And his dad's like, yeah, I never cared about you. That, like, shit, that, that is, shit is so good. That is heartbreaking, and even when he when he tell when his dad tells him to just let me go, I've I've done so much hurt to you. Just you don't need me anymore. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it, uh, Tommy Lee Jones was saying that. I think that Tommy Lee Jones was like, you know that this won't fix anything. I don't care about you. I don't want to go back home to Earth. Let me go. Just yeah. let me go into the black. Yeah. What are you doing? Let me go into space where apparently he right. truly belongs. So yeah. there is a quick second after uh, when they're wrestling in space and stuff. And and for me, I, that is some crazy weird stuff you only get in movies there's a father and a and a son who have been disconnected for decades uh-huh. in front of jupiter wrestling neptune, in space neptune. like neptune thank you and it, it's just so bonkers and so awesome there's a part where he starts floating off and there's like a bright light i for a second thought oh no are they gonna do some alien shit right now i was waiting for it i was I, also and i was I like someone... please please don't do this because like that's interstellar and i don't yeah. want that i heard someone say this movie gets slow and then it's super bonkers at the end of it i was waiting for the bonkers aliens pop out of nowhere shit. no it this movie's happened. not bonkers it never it's not trying to it's, be bonkers no but you're right this is an art house sci-fi film and i normally the movie buddy motions yeah space stuff is is honestly second second to yeah, it normally when i hear stuff about that i was like oh i'm just gonna check out this movie's gonna be boring i was engaged every, yes it's a slow it is kind of slow but I'm like, I still care about those psyche valves he's taking. It's like, how is he doing that? How is he? And then finally he hears or he's uh, what's he? he's on Mars. Yeah. And he does that second transmission where he doesn't read from the paper. He's like, oh, dude, I that killed me, man. And then finally they're like, oh, okay, yeah, you're not, you, you can't go on the mission anymore. He's like, oh, well, screw this. Yeah. I'm going to Mars. I'm going to Neptune. F all of you. I really, really love the uh first of all the, the journey is, is is long and crazy you know he has moon pirates there's there's yeah. there's space baboons <laughs> okay so that's I my one know Chris. more about that all right so here's my thing i think this movie is also great i really enjoyed it but the space baboon scene doesn't need to be there it's a cool scene but how does that connect for the to the narrative of the rest of the film you got it sparks uh uh <laughs> Uh no, let me think about that for a moment. Okay. I'm sorry, I was thinking because about if, different thoughts. Because if you take the whole space baboon scene out, every event minus the captain's death would have played out almost exactly the same. I'll tell you why. Because uh, because that captain needed to die. Well, I want. Well, yes, because every every attempt to try to be good has ended in failure. So every time he's every time something good happens, it's, it's not. It's yeah, not uh, that that's true. There is a theme of like you know the futility best, of trying the best to intentions save someone. and the the yeah futility of trying to do something good and how it, it just because that's exact same thing end. happened with Tommy Lee Jones. He started to be a hero and people ended up being the villain. Mm-hmm. This guy tried to be a savior, like the captain. He's like, I we have to do a mayday call. Like we are good people. That's what we do. Look what happens. He gets murdered. Like and, it, and, everything, and everything yeah. and everything that Roy's done up to that point in his life was an attempt to like do good in quotes, and uh, he's been shit at it in his own opinion. Yeah, like in every way, um, because he's he's constantly, as he describes very early in the film, he says, "I'm always a person with one eye on the exit." Yeah, hmm. like they call me self-destructive. 
Yeah. Like all that stuff is like, again, this is a very personal movie because I, I see a, a lot of myself with, hey, my dad died. Shit happens, right? Uh, but also like I'm a very um, emotionally deflective person. Mm -hmm. And that's how I was for a lot of my earlier years, even before my dad died. So I see a lot of myself in Brad Pitt and then the dad stuff comes in. I'm like, this is just a really well-made movie dealing with grief and trauma. Yeah. Even better than some dr just regular dramas. The space stuff, again, is second to it. It just makes it a beautiful movie to watch. While you're still dealing with this drama, it's and also again, space baboons are so ridiculous. But it's just it's they're scientists in space. Like people are. Gonna I mean, like what well, that was the thing is like when we were getting into nature. it, I was nervous that it was going to be some alien stuff. And I, I thought, thought it was we going to be like involved in the baboon. I thought we were heading into like a different genre yeah. of film. But then once it's the baboon, I'm like, okay, they said it was a medical research craft for animals. Like on animals, that was the focus. Yeah. It was a biomedical yeah. lab, right? Yeah. And so when when you ask like what what was the point of it? Yes, it's to kill the captain because the other captain who's afraid has to be the person who takes over because that's part of the whole relationship dynamic between Roy and him for the rest of the film. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's part of it. The other part is the theming that Ryan and I were talking about, and the other part of it is frankly like you needed another sense of like high tension in the film or people are going to fall asleep. Like regardless of the fact that it's a good film, it, you can't be that that slow. There would have been nothing the whole time. Yeah. There right. have to be ups and downs and there had to be an up. Right. Also space baboons, guys. <laughs> space saying. baboons are pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. I really that I got some uh, alien vibes from that cuz you know, you hear a mate, it's the the Nostromo, you hear a Yeah. He had like a little also, life sensor thing. Yeah. It's yeah. also an important thing to keep in mind that like there was a level at that point where he was willing to do the company man thing essentially he mm -hmm. was sticking to mission because they said you have the right to take over the craft but you'll have to reveal the objectives of your mission yeah and he knows he's not supposed to do that so he won't do it contrast that to later when ruth nega is like i need you to tell me these things and he decides yeah i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you because i i don't want to be that guy anymore i don't want to just listen and be used mm-hmm and that's that is a growth yeah. thing too. And the and the company knows like the second like he does that first that first message of like hey this is your son blah 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 uh -huh. it's very and then you have the second one and then they immediately know like okay this guy's compromised like he might not be able to do this mission we have to get him out of here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's the second one I'm like hell yeah this is I, I hope this is the direction I'm going. Uh, I didn't expect him to have to kill a bunch of people. Uh, that's just well he did he didn't have to well, they all it was all an accident. I don't know even the speech he says like hey there's been casualties like I didn't want this to happen. I got to go stop my papa. Uh, and at the end, like, I wasn't sure if, like, there were so many ways this movie could have ended that I wasn't sure how. Uh, and I'm actually very happy with this ending. I was ready for it to be, like, they were actually just going to go together and leave space. And they were just going to, like, Brad Pitt was just going to basically almost commit suicide with his dad and just, we're going to go look for, for aliens, dad, because that's what you want to do. And that's what I've always wanted to do with you. Uh, and I'm glad that didn't happen. Sure. Because... Brad Pitt realizes, oh, there is no intelligent life. Dad, you did. You found what you wanted. That's, and that is such a beautiful thing. That is yeah. the message of the movie. That's that's the thing. Like, that exchange is what makes the ending for me, is the part yeah. where Tommy Lee Jones says, don't let me fail. I can't fail my mission. And he says, you didn't fail. We just know now that we're all we've got. That is such a powerful line. And I think that's the best line of the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, and and that really works for me. And, and I wasn't sure how I felt about like seeing him get all the way back to Earth and everything. But the way that they handle him talking about like uh, in his psyche val at the end that uh, I don't know the future. Uh, the future is uncertain, but I'm not concerned. And it's and it's just the stuff of him like trying to now embrace things that he, and he's like, I, he I, constantly I can, pushed I can away love. prior to that moment. Yeah, and like he, it's like the first time like he's like, he feels like a fully like complete person. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I really like that part of it. Um, 
I I really wish that some of the narration was not in the movie. I, Obviously, I, I feel like that's studio interference. Part of my problem is that if you have a device like the Psyche Val and you're going to use it in a way where we're not always watching him while he's doing it and we overlay other images while we're hearing him do the Psyche Val, you shouldn't also then have separate narration that is not Psyche Val narration in the movie. It gets... It's like a mechanic used yes. t- kind of twice in a way, and it doesn't mesh well. The the example yeah. that I that I give is um, as when he's in that calm room where like there's like flowers and oh, bees, yeah, yeah. and you see him hyperventilating and uh-huh. you see him freaking out. We didn't uh, need to hear him. And then the set he goes, "I'm distressed. I'm not in a good mood." I'm like, Brad, I don't need to know this. I, you're an actor. I could see it happening. Yeah. I don't need you to tell me this. And I know that's a studio thing because the same thing happened to Blade and, Runner. And even then, like if you did want to convey those words in some way, the better way to do it would be again use the psyche valve thing you've set up. Have him like be doing his six psyche valve that day and be like, "I'm distressed. I'm this." Again, and then while you're juxtaposing Blade Runner 2049, when when K Ryan Gosling's character has to be has to have those crazy evaluations where they're just yelling. At him yes, it's times. very similar to that. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I just, I, I, I feel the studio like, you know what, James, your movie's pretty artsy, but I don't know if enough people are gonna know Brad Pitt's sad when he doesn't look sad. I'm like, you gotta trust your movies, guys. It's a weird thing for twenty for twentieth century first uh, Fox Searchlight to do though. They don't normally interfere like that. This feels like an eight twenty four movie. Yeah. Like it really like in, yeah, the mar- in, in pretty much every way I agree. And again, like uh, Sparks and I talked about it, like they mismarketed this movie really hard. Horrendously, like, I hate it's the not a for this. space epic movie where he has to go save the universe from his dad. It's it I, is a it is a personal drama about grief. I think no. I think I'm I think my enjoyment was hindered by the marketing. I, I think I, I think that's yeah. fair because I I think the movie marketed itself to look like this kind of. This this epic mission dealing with an unknown element of antimatter. That's something they hit really hard in the trailer. Like yeah. the antimatter is really important, and it's it's not really important. It's, it's not, not the point all. of the film. Um, and that that the dad might be out there and connected to it, and you got to go find the thing. Not necessarily your dad, but the thing, the yeah. thing that's you know out there. You got to go get it. Uh, and you're gonna like shoot pistol lasers with rovers on the moon while you do it. And I'm like, don't show those things if that's not the movie, because yeah. that's not the movie. What it should have been, Ryan's correct, is a psyche val narration, really slow shots, and uh, showing a lot of the like the the sweeping wide shots of space that we see, which are gorgeous shots in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, share some of those, feel more like a twenty four style of marketing, and let people know this is the movie. It's not because an uh, style because movie. you'll get the audience that wants to see that movie. The first trailer, the second sorry, the second trailer would have been done by Disney. The first trailer wouldn't have. Yeah. Do we think part of that has to do with anything? I don't think so. Like, I still think like they're going to try. I, I mean, like, how much how much hands on did Disney actually get with no, but it, like, though? You know, marketing. Like, do you think the second no, trailer? No, I, I get you. I get Disney's? you. I think both trailers mismarket this film. Okay. I didn't see a single trailer that I think truthfully said what this movie was. Either of them, and we saw both. I guess just like even if even if it's mismarketed, like I I would I feel like I would be happier getting a in depth like personal movie than just another big blockbuster movie no yeah absolutely and i think uh, well and and my whole thing is just like there are people who are attracted to this kind of movie yeah and this did not tell them that this was this movie yeah. so they're not going to see it and there are people who like this kind of thing and conversely there are people who go in looking for the thing that they say in the trailer and, yeah. Absol- get, and aren't going to get that yeah. absolutely absolutely so it, it, it's a bummer because i'm like you 
it, literally everybody who goes and sees the A24 type of films would go see this movie. Yeah. yeah. If they knew it, this was the movie, they would go see it. They're probably not seeing it because they don't know it's this. They don't know that it's this movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just marketing sucks. And I wish marketing wasn't the thing that I feel is killing this film. Yeah. I, if I had the two trailers, one trailer mostly would have been the entire fall from the antenna. Just the whole thing. Space antenna? Whole yeah. sequence. That was like really Godzilla cool style for the f- yeah. jump- jumping out of the plane. Just that, because that shows there's some intensity in this film. It gets your attention. And the second one would be a lot of those slow shots show that this is a character growth piece. Uh, it's an art house film, and it's about Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. That's that's what it is. It's not about some epic space mission. It's about Brad Pitt. To the stars. And life. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Marketing's stupid sometimes. Um, yeah. But I think this movie's really cool. I do wish that the narration were handled differently. Um, some pieces of it I feel could be lost entirely specifically the one that bothers me the most is the one right after he does lose his dad and he's just sitting there in space he's like what's it all for why keep on going and I'm like I, I get, don't need I this, this is what's in his mind I know he's thinking oh, this dude I thought the same thing I don't need you to tell me yeah <laughs> what else would he be thinking I'm really hungry <laughs> for a cheeseburger turning in a, yeah exactly <laughs> give me narration if he's thinking something like I really Him want a cheeseburger right in his now. helmet is not enough. We need to hear him saying, boy, I'm a sad boy. <laughs> boy, I'm a sad boy. Boy, my dad makes me sad. <laughs> all right. I mean, I would have preferred the narration if literally all he said <laughs> in that moment is just Brad Pitt coming on going, boy, I'm a sad boy. <laughs> uh, Brad Pitt's got a good year so far. Hell Once yeah. Once time in Hollywood and this. Oh, um, yeah. I think I think he put a lot into this, and I do think this is kind of a Blade Runner situation where the narration undercuts some of the, s- the work he was doing. Mm-hmm. Do you think we'll get um, two cuts after this? Honestly, I would like one. Even if it's not a direct discussion, just, just someone do it for me. Because legitimately, like, there are a couple instances where the narration is talking about his dad that's not like talking about his emotion directly that we can see on screen. There is like plot stuff. But there are oftentimes it's like, hey, do you see how sad I am? Let me tell you how sad I am. Like, yeah. And again, like, not all the narration pieces do I think need to be gotten rid of. But I do think that the ones that are useful and do help Yes. with the film, should still have been converted into being psyche vowels. Do you remember when we were reading, I believe it was Avengers Forever. It was that comic that like every bubble just told you what was happening. Yes. Like, it, yeah. That's what that that's reminded what me of. Feels I was like, like yeah. I don't need all of this. Yeah, yes. uh, absolutely. I um, wish you liked this movie, Brandon, more because you are a, f- a father, like you like father-son stories. <laughs> hey, spoiler, I do too. I just and never you say like that. space. And you like space. Okay, so I yeah. just, I, I, even with the mismarketing, <laughs> I f- really thought you would like it more. I, w- I wonder if this is and like it's not even I didn't like it because I did. Yeah. Um, just not as much as you wanted. Just to. not as much as I wanted to, and possibly this could be a, a fact of like you know as it sits with me, I could grow to like it more. Yeah. So Who I knows? I mean like I know you were misled by the marketing. Um, you thought it was a different kind of movie. I know that I thought it was that also a different kind of movie, but this is the movie I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. So like every time it was taking that turn, just like you said with the baboon with the with the light where you thought it was going to be alien stuff. Every time I thought it was going to bend itself back into that genre i was like please don't do it please just stay an art house movie don't change yeah don't do this and it didn't and i was very very pleased when it did it's also a gorgeous movie uh, it Don- really, yeah. uh not to uh, we haven't even brought him up but uh i love donald sutherland in pretty much everything he appears yeah, in man. and this was no no different great um, little great little moment I, I thought donald sutherland was really cool i'm gonna drop just because this is my life right now i'm in film school guys do it baby um so like <laughs> we study things about like framing and and all that and that's part of what i'm doing in a visual design class and so one of the things that I noticed because I'm being trained and I'm actually going to talk to my professor about this. I've been trained to notice this now, uh, being trained to notice it. Um, Brad Pitt is almost always centered 
in the frame of all the shots throughout the the film mm-hmm. and almost every other character around him majority of the time is decentered from him um, implying a sense of uh, imbalance this between connection, him and every maybe? single other person until mm-hmm. he meets Ruth Nega. Mm. And then she's in the same center frames as him. That's cool. Which I thought was really cool. And Don Sutherland is the other person who's also center framed with him. But everybody else is distant. And then, in, it, and then right when you get to the very end, after he tells Tommy Lee Jones uh, the line about... Uh, you know, you were, now we're all we've oh, got. Oh, yeah. We're all Tommy we have, Lee yeah. Jones's camera shifts to move him into center, just like Brad Pitt's framed, instead of leaving him off to the side. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's just cool stuff. Like, they're trying to... The, somebody thought about every shot of this movie, obviously. Here's my thing. Do you think they used the young pictures of Tommy Lee Jones in Space Cowboys? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's one shot that is specifically, that is Space Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And him and Donald Sutherland were in Space Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Shit. Donald Sutherland had the weird sunglasses. Yeah. Oh, they didn't. I think a, I yeah. think that's an awesome little like space movie thing. Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Um, space cowboys. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I thought I really liked Donald Sutherland. I I'll be honest. Like uh, once he was out, I was like, darn. I kind of wanted him to be in more of this movie, but yeah. that's okay. I, I really like his like I really like his character for for as the amount of time that he had. I yeah, wish he, yeah. I wish he was there more, but like he he served a good purpose. He carries a he carries a good weight with him, and and it's kind of like. Un unbiased uh, view of the world and his and father. His dad, yeah. Uh, that like literally uh, as objective as he could be in the way he addressed it. To uh, him. Uh, I'll I'll wrap it up soon. I really love the scene with when uh, Donald and, and 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 Brad Pitt are talking, and he's like, "How do you how do you feel about this? Are you okay?" And he's like, "Yeah, I feel great. Like my dad's a hero, and like they're framing him. So like I'm gonna go save my dad." And he's like, "Man, that's, yeah, that's not the story." Uh, Ruth Nega. Um, what I think I, I think does a pretty good job, but I really like when she's uh, when she does reveal the stuff about his dad and shows him the video and everything. Yeah, and then she's like, "Now it's your burden." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> damn, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Natasha Leone shows up for one minute as like a Mars lady, uh-huh. and she's just like a wacky, like, "Oh, we've never breathed air down uh-huh. here." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, that was that was interesting. Again, like the world. She building... felt like she walked out of Orange Is the New Black and into totally, yeah. <laughs> and uh, into this. I, uh, I'd like to see. I was thinking about this. I'd actually really like to see more films set within this world, done yeah. by this director. Yeah, same. Um, but like, it's a not, cool. It's not a cool more looking stories world. about Brad Pitt. But no, like yeah, more, his story's done. Yeah, more in the more world. stuff in the world. But like yeah. the world that had like a surge and like a giant antenna fell and like that giant antenna. That, that antenna. Is hey insane. guys, don't someone looked at Tommy Tower and went. I could build bigger. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Don't build things straight up, maybe. Yeah, it's probably smart. Uh, no, I really liked it. I'm glad that there were moments in the trailer that weren't in this film, considering what this film turned out to be, like Liv Tyler visiting him and saying, there was a surge. She does that in the trailer. Oh, yeah. Like, she goes the to the hospital, hospital shot and she's like, there was the a surge and all this movie. stuff. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, she doesn't even come and visit him. No, that's what I mean. Like, they, like they, But there was this whole... They yeah. make, the trailer makes it seem like... There's a yeah. decent chunk of trailer stuff where I'm like, it doesn't even feel like this could have been in the movie and then cut. It feels like it's completely foreign to what this movie yeah. turned out to be. You must have just faked this. Yeah. Um, which is also weird because it was bad marketing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the score's really good. It is super great, yeah. Uh, I think I, I think a lot of the visuals are really great, especially the wide shots in space, but one of my favorite sequences, actually, <laughs> little dog sneeze. Ooh, little dog again. cough. Yeah, dog cough. Um... One of my favorite sequences is when uh, he's on the on the line going through the water. That was so, that reminded me so much of Soma because you did the exact same thing in yeah. Soma. You're underwater. The the, the lighting oh, on it's it so scary. was really cool. Again, um, this, wait, I was waiting for something to happen. 
like something alien, something crazy. Yeah, it was yeah. like it doesn't have to. No, Thank God. but uh, and it's that's subdued. And that to the credit of the narration, even though like I I'm not thrilled with it most of the time. That was the one sequence where like it was narration over what he was doing, and I was kind of into it. But again, I'm like you could have just yeah. turned it into a psychedelic. Again, not all of fine. it's not all of it's bad. Um, I but he's uh he's going through it, and he's like uh. Uh, now here I am. You're pulling me towards the hole, pulling me further away from the sun into you. That's oh, yeah. that's some like Rick Remender poetry, dude. That's some that's some stuff. Yeah, you'd read in a comic just like that's that. like black science right there. Yes, yeah. exactly. And, uh, uh, any final thoughts? More? I love it. I mean, like this this feels like it was a movie made for me. Like this is the type of science fiction art house shit that I'm just totally into, and I'm glad. Even though this movie's probably gonna bomb uh, it, it got made this movie uh has some of the best use of the orange visor screens for oh, astronauts yeah. that i've seen in a space movie in a long time yeah um the way that they d- do the separation of when the visor is down the way that they use it as uh, both for reflection and color purposes i thought was really cool mm-hmm. yep i i just love this the shots in space I sure. just love the effects of the zero g i just love mm. the effects of the of the ships flying through space I love all the outside shots on Neptune. How it's how it's just that that those dark blues, and you could and the sun is just so so far away, and it's just so small. But there's still a little bit of light that's reaching you. It's like man, that is some cool shit right there. Uh, the film did better than it was projected. I it I'm surprised it made as much as it did, but it's not enough. No, it's got it's got an 80 million budget. It's not bad for a science fiction film like this. Yeah. Um, but it made 19.2 billion two million yeah. this week. I don't so. think it's gonna. Nineteen point two billion would be something. Yeah, <laughs> God, I beat Avengers. Oh wow, it's, that'd be amazing. Ad Astra is the largest grossing film that will ever, ever be made <laughs> in history. At nineteen point two billion. We should just stop making movies. Oh my gosh, Ad Astra's it. All right, million so, dollars a ticket. Do you want to rate it? Yeah, ten. Ten. Yep. Smarmy. Uh, yeah, I'll give it a solid nine. Um, the 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 narration really uh, detriments the film. I feel a bit, and there there's maybe just a couple of things I think I would have altered therein, usually tied to that. But overall, I I was really happy with the experience. Ben, I would say eight point seven five. You guys don't have to rate it so high if you what don't a weird like one. it no, so much. Just no. me, it's okay. No, it's it's like it's still really good. I still really enjoy 8. it. But there were some five. Just go up to the damn nine. Fine, eight eight point five. Thank you. There we go. There you go. I still I still liked it, but there were some for part, sure. There, there were some parts where I'm like, okay, can we hurry it up? You, You're you, more about visuals, you know, less about emotions. Be, Got it. Ben, we did dominate the discussion. I just want to know, like, was there anything that we didn't touch on that that no, stood be, out besides in, in either direction? No, um, I mean, the only critique I could think about, really think about, was the like the the space baboon scene. But when then you guys kind of convinced me, he's like, oh yeah, he really did. That scene should be there. Um, other than that, there were. I, at first, because when I first walked out of the movie, I was like, "Well, that's kind of depressing a little bit." Sure. And then, really, because uh, I was like, "I'm trying to to process it," but I couldn't really process it. I was I was kind of eavesdropping on you and uh, Ryan's conversation, like, "Oh, over here is like, yeah, this movie's about emotions and sad and how you hide." I'm like, "Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, mm, I, I get it. Enough. I see it. I see it now." Yeah. But still, solid movie. But yeah, it is an our house film. It can be a little slow at times. But absolutely, it's a it's a slow paced film. It's not yeah. for everyone. Yeah, and that's totally fine. It's like this yeah. is still a really well done space movie. I would uh, highly recommend people to go see it. Uh, yeah. Uh, on the space baboon thing, I was I was just glad I didn't feel it overstayed a welcome. No, you know, uh, it it was du- it was it was there for a perfect. It did give a, the film a nice. There were a lot a of scenes. jump and rise. Yeah, there were a little scene like the. 
The moon. I know. I'm, I'm gonna keep saying it. The moon pirate scene was a good rise in tension. Him trying to get into the rocket, like he's going up in that rocket from yeah. the bottom where the thrusters are. Like that is insta death, dude. Yeah. You got balls. Um. Space. Space balls. Space. No. Space balls. No. Space pirates, or or do we call them moon raiders? Or moon raiders. Moon raiders. Moon cowboys. Moon raiders. Um. Let's see. That's a tricky one for me because planet bandits. I live. I, I die. I live again. Because I don't disagree with anything you guys said, um, really. But I didn't enjoy it as much as I wanted to. Six is too low. Wow. May I ask, is it just something where you felt like you, when you were watching it, and I'm not, this isn't me uh, pigeonholing you into like a negative position, but that you were just kind of trying to fight against where the movie was taking you, wanting it to do something else? That's possible. And just because of what you were expecting to see? Yeah, I, w- and I won't maybe say maybe on no. a second viewing it would it might land better because you know what you're getting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I won't I That's won't fair. I mean like uh, we've I think we've all had that experience with a film. Yeah. So, Last Jedi. Uh yeah, I could definitely think of it if I if I thought about it long enough. Yeah, I'm sure I've had that with plenty of films. Hell, yeah. I I've always said Shin Godzilla. Yeah. I don't like Sure, I sure. You didn't Shin like Shin Godzilla the first time, yeah. Yeah. And now I love it. Um, I was nervous I wouldn't like it because you didn't like it and I'm like, "Oh dang." Yeah. Uh, and then it turned out to. N- not and then be there true are just times when my opinions are just wrong. So. <laughs> no, no, no. There's no such thing. As, like it's your opinion. There's, that's um, not. That's not fair. I think I'll go seven. Fair enough. I think I'm at. I'm at a seven. I. Yeah. All right. Um. Still cool. Like you said, even even with where it landed for you, that like rather they take that that swing. Oh yeah, I and much not, and I not land with you than than play safe because this movie certainly didn't try to make yeah. any. This movie didn't try to play to a mainstream audience, and I kind of appreciate it for yeah, that. I, you know, I do, I, too. As, a, as the Weekly Planet likes to say, I'd rather a swing and a miss than a, than a, than a sure bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, shall we get into our book club? Legion-tastic. Yeah. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd uh, Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, do you have any books? Uh, can you be a little more specific? Um, anything readable? All right, then time now for our book club. Ryan, take it away. It's me. Hey, guys. I picked Superman and the Legion of Superheroes, written by Jeff John. Excuse me. Written by Jeff Johns, <laughs> drawn by Gary Frank. Uh, John Sabal is the inker, with colors by Dave McCraig and Hi-Fi. And Rob Lay did the letters. Uh, let me tell you, guys. Uh, ooh, let me give you the book. Hold on. There you go. <laughs> so um, I, we all like Superman, but I know uh, you guys aren't super familiar with the Legion of Superheroes, and uh, they're getting a big relaunch with Bendis Speak right for now. Yourself. Really? Yeah. Sweet. You rock, dude. I, well, I, I mean, I know Brandon, too. We both got it the way we, at least me, I got into the Legion of Superheroes was because of a cartoon. I mean, that they the did with the with the Superman Legion. Yeah. Of Superheroes. What I mean yeah. is, you guys aren't don't read a lot of Legion comic books. <laughs> no, I, no. Okay. I would be hard pressed to tell you. Five. Yes, that's why I picked this book. I think I, I've only read one. You know what? I forgot to take my one issue of the Legion of Superheroes I actually own, and I bought it only because Superman was on the cover. That makes sense. And he shows up at the very end of the book. That makes sense. Um. Anyway, um, I I really like the Legion. Uh, I'm not gonna say I'm an expert on them. Like, uh, I'm an expert on Marvel comics, not DC comics. But I think the Legion are a lot of fun. I love future future teenage hijinks. Um. And what's better than uh, Jeff Johns, Gary Frank, uh, Gary Frank? Uh, 12 years ago, you know, you look at Doomsday Clock and you see like where he starts, and like, man, this dude, he, he, this book is good, but you see Doomsday Clock and like, dude, that dude is increased in talent tenfold. I was reading this book and I was like, yeah, I can totally see the line work of Gary Frank, but holy shit, he's he's much better. He, yeah, yeah, like a decade will do that to you. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. 
Uh, but I mean, this, the, the art is still good. You can still tell it's Gary Frank's style of art, and I yeah. love it, and I do enjoy his style of art. But there are times, like, there are, like, uh, when, when Brainiac 5 is finally revealed in the book, and he turns and says, what the hell took you guys so long? Yeah. His face... Kind of creeped me out a little bit. A little bit, yeah. His, the the opening of the uh, in three thousand and eight when the when this dying planet sends their lo- their child to a small town in in uh, in Kentucky, yeah, small Kansas, to, Kansas, whatever. Uh, and they're like, "Well, we'll do what? What should we do about this child? This is the Ma and Pa Kent people. What should yep. we do about this child?" And it's like, "We kill it." And they just put a just shotgun like on just it. like it's like just like what uh, what any other American would do. We kill it. Yeah, this is a very xenophobic. If it bleeds, we can kill it. The yeah. the the difference here, um, I think the story, this type of story, has been done since, but I don't think it, it was done before. Where the Legion are now very xenophobic. Not the Legion, but Earth is very xenophobic. Earth, yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Earth um, is very xenophobic. All the all the non-Earthmen uh, uh, Legion characters are gone. Yeah, uh, have left the planet because they they they're not welcome there. Racism anymore. is alive and well in the future. They're seceding from the from the from the uh, planet. Um, not the Federation, but like their union, they're union, they're yeah. the planet, the planet, planetary union, or whatever it's called. Um, and oh, what was the thing? What was the other thing? Um, and they've retconned Superman's origin to be a human from Earth who was granted powers by Mother Earth. <clears throat> yeah, uh, uh, that's some um, great uh, Earth propaganda that I love. Yeah. That is yeah. super. That so, is a cool idea. Okay, uh, you have not read Quantum League, I'm assuming. No. Okay, that's the Black Hammer Legion-esque type Oh, book. no, I only read the main title. All right, yeah. so Black Hammer did a Legion-esque type spinoff called the Quantum, not the Quantum League, although they're called the Quantum League, called Quantum Age. Got it. Um, very similar. I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. very similar to this book, um, and it made me like this book a hell of a lot more. Oh, cool. Because I liked Quantum League a lot. Right on. Um, you can see where the inspiration might come yeah, from. Yeah, and I really like... Again, I'll, this book was written in 2007. Yeah, I really like Jeff Johns. Yeah. I like Gary Frank. I it see. was just really nice to read... A Jeff Johns book again. Yeah, and uh, this is a pre-New 52, which, you know, this is the era that I grew up in, but it's my favorite era of DC Comics. Yeah. It's like, like 2000, like to before New 52. Yeah. Like that is that is some good shit right there, you guys. Oh, yeah. Especially with Jeff Johns. They, however, and I had to look at, look up what this collects. This collects a couple issues of Action Comics. Yes, um, which I did not realize because uh, this graphic novel just calls it Superman Legion. Yeah. Like it, like it's a graphic novel. It's the, it's the That's the era of graphic novels at the time, yeah. and that really, really bugs me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now we have to wait for things like this to be collected in like complete collections and things like that, like mm-hmm. Jeff Johns' complete action comic. Because this is issue like eight fifty six. Yeah, like eight fifty. Like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. eight fifty eight to eight sixty three. Yes. Yeah, and it teases stories that would come up twelve issues later. Yeah. Um, like the crisis, the Legion, the crisis of the thirty first century. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the hell that is. Yeah. They even sure. Tra- we don't even know where that tablet came from. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was talking to Ryan about that earlier. Too. I, yeah, that's a that's a, a thing that I uh, forgot the, about. The whole thing in the comic is that Earthman has convinced people of this propaganda. And he's that, a Legion that, reject. That uh, Superman that Superman is actually Earthborn, but it's because he found an actual tablet that is a relic that somebody has set up. Yeah. To make this propaganda from the twenty so first century. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it's from the twenty first century. So somebody in the twenty first century planted that there. Yes. And that is a seed for later. Yeah. And so there's a, there's only but to this book's credit, there's only like two of those seeds. Yeah. So I'm, I'm interested. Uh, it got me like really hooked. Uh, what I really, really love about this is um, like, again, like there are a lot of Legionnaires and uh, I don't, I'm not familiar with all of them super well. Like there's a couple that I, that like the main ones, like uh, like Saturn Girl, Cosmic. Brainiac Cos- 5. Brainiac 5, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Like the mainstays. Uh, mon uh, who wasn't in this book. Yes. Yeah. Um, I love the way Jeff Johns writes this Superman. Sir not appearing oh, yeah. in this film. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, uh, 
the beginning when he's talking to Perry, uh, uh, Perry's like, you have a problem, Kent. And he's like, what, is there a mustard on my shirt again? Yeah. And I'm like, I love bumbling, silly Clark Kent yeah. more than anything. And Jeff Johns nails that super well, hard. Also, Gary Frank draws Clark Kent to look like Christopher Reeve. Yes, it's also, which is also true. very, very it's true. Very nice. Yeah. But one of the things I also love about this is the Legion of Super... It, I love getting introduced to characters that I kind of know of. Like when I was watching Smallville, all the just go, and then the it was the Legion episodes. Like I got three ex- three Legion characters showed up in Smallville. Yeah, sorry, nothing. We'll come back to it. Um, go on. Uh, okay. Gary Frank draws people to have like the craziest crazy eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh, so yeah. many characters yeah. have such crazy. He eyes. has the earliest thought with chanting "Long live human." Oh yeah, that's, yeah. that's creepy. But so reading this book, I was like, man, I now ha- like every time I see the Legion of Superheroes like pop up anywhere, be it the Justice League show, be it um, Smallville, anyone, anytime someone mentions the Legion, I'm like, oh my god, the Legion of Superheroes, and he's like, oh, do you know? I was like, yeah, I know of them. I want to like, know more of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and- like the. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I lost it. It's okay. But as I love this book because, yes, Superman is the focal point, but we also get to know a whole bunch of Legionnaires that aren't very, like Dawnstar. I love Dawnstar. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, we, hear, we hear about Chameleon. We hear about- Chameleon Girl. Uh, Chameleon Girl. Thank you. Who's the best Who's the best Legionnaire, Ben? Oh, Come oh on. Sto- Stone Boy. For you, it's Stone Boy. Stone Boy. Stone Boy. My, pers- my personal favorite uh, is- He's not a Legionnaire. He's a sub. He's a substitute. Uh, by the way, hey, subs I love, are important. I love the idea of the Legion of Substitute Heroes. Yeah, yeah they're still I think important. that's awesome. I also love how um, Polar Boy, because he's my personal favorite. Iceman. I mean, he's my personal favorite because he like creates his arm, his own arm. Is like, oh yeah, like him and Brainiac Five are like. He got his arm chopped off and he creates out of ice. Yeah, that's like, dope. That's, that's rad. That's like really. So he can cool. wear his Legion ring. Yeah. Um. Well, like he was telling him, was like, yeah, these rejects. There's a reason why I earn my ring. I just can control my powers, but they, but Siren Girl always does a psyche valve on me. Yep. And then no, the psyche valve came later. Like the re- like they're like. You know, they w- if, even if, even if they had control of their powers, someone tells 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 Superman this. Even if they had control of their powers, such yeah, that's good. Sh- that's such a good shot. Um, even if they had control of the powers, uh, Saturn Girl does a psyche battle on them at all times, and he's, yeah. he she saw that they were they were not in control of yeah. their facilities, like um, uh, Radiation Boy. Apparently, oh, Roy. Yeah, apparently, Jesus. Roy. Apparently, he is just a, a monster man. inside and out. And then you got Spider Spider, Spider Girl, Spider Girl, who's okay. That's the Her Legion. name is Sousa Parka. Yep. Not yeah. going to say it's anything related like Peter Parker, I think. Uh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Um, the Legion uh, have some of the dumbest powers sometimes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, 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 much I, like the X-Men, like, hey, man, sometimes there's some C-less But characters. I do love how, um, like, when the substitute, the when the, subs- the Legion substitutes showed up and Stoneboy is just sitting there and then Chlorophyll <laughs> Kid is like, claims to talk to plants, which he cannot. Yeah, that's like, like, fantastic. That is bad. I was reading some of these names to Fanny and Fanny is looking at me like, are they real? I'm like, these are all real oh, yeah. and they exist and it's hilarious. Uh, I love the tactic against Superman, which is, let's just make every sun red. He can't go yeah. anywhere. That that scene when he first discovers... 70%, 70% of the universe's suns have been turned yeah. red. Uh, oh, like yeah. these, these police officers are going to shoot Superman and Superman just holds up his hand like normal. And he's like, uh-huh. oh, you guys shouldn't do that. And, he, and, a, and a laser goes straight through his hand. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? And, and then and the, Legion, Legion. the Legion is like, the reason why we didn't want you here, Superman, is because you can't help. Why can't it help? Because the sun is red. Yeah. This was up. All the suns are red. All the suns are. <laughs> and to find out it was, they were controlling Sun Boy, I'm like, oh, like one of my favorite that was, parts. That was good. Like well, at the very end of the book when Superman does get his powers back. And that's another thing I love about this book. This is a depowered Superman, but he doesn't, Get rid of his morals. He does. He's like, no, of course. I don't care if I'm depowered. I'm still gonna fight with the Legion. And when I'm he, still gonna fight with you guys. And I it's also my favorite Superman, which is depowered into powered. And yeah. he's just like, 
Okay, now we can play. Yeah, and like when he holds up that bullet, when that officer tries to shoot that Anakin, he mm. says, I'm for, uh, yeah, that yeah, part. Oh, hold on, I'll read it, because I was on it anyway, because yeah, I was going to bring it up. So what it is, is it's, uh, that's not Superman. Superman wouldn't help aliens. He's for human rights. He's for us, and he shoots, and Superman does deflect it with his hand, the exact same hand this time, where you can even see the bandage from before. And he says, I'm for everyone, as the bandage crumbles off him, and you should know that, officer. Yeah. yeah. That, that is prime, that is primo Superman. Like, Ryan, Are you about to, to say prime Superman? Because that's a different character. That, that is, that's oh, boy. Super, well, to take from what Ryan says, it's a chef kiss. Yes. So that's like, that is Superman in essence right there. That is so good. Um, I really, I mean, I, he's he's a he's a villain, but I really love Earthman and how cocky and, and like Earth straight Man? up. Earth, you know who Earthman so reminds me of? Who? He reminds me a lot of Homelander. From yeah. The, from the yeah. show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From the show specifically. I didn't. The boys. Get, yeah, from the boys, the show. Um, not from the comics because I haven't read too much into the comics of he's the boys. Saint. He's a jerk. Saint. But yeah, he reminds me so much of Homelander. It's time for the next stage of our crusade and to execute every extraterrestrial still on Earth. Long live the humans with a yeah. peace sign. Ugh, man. Uh, he's a one-man legion because like, he has power absorption like Rogue. So he can absorb all the powers, but there's this beautiful uh, splash page of Superman with the legion. Yeah. And he's saying, I got the real thing. And it's a yeah. splash page of all of them. I'm like, all the oh, this is so cool. Or when the, when, the other planet, when the other planets are about to wage war on Earth and he's just standing in front of them and being like, there's not going to be a war today. Yeah. Yeah. You also Love got that. um where they go to the underground of old Metropolis. You see the the flag, the Superman flag, yeah, yeah. being flown, and the the mm-hmm. Stargates taking the aliens to safety. Mm-hmm. Always like a good Stargate reference. Yeah. Um. Oh God, what else is in this? There's book a TV book? show called Stargate. Uh, I know. I really like when Earthman goes in for to get Superman. Superman takes him down. Uh, which is uh, where Earthman's saying, I need this more than you, Superman. You were never rejected. You were never an outsider. And Superman's just standing there, crossed arms, like, don't talk like you know me. You don't. Uh, and then he decks him and knocks him out. And he's like, I've been an outsider every day of my life. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so good. So good. And it flashes back to the first time it, it, yeah, met it, the Legion. Because it has flashbacks that show Clark being isolated until oh, the yeah. Legion showed up and took mm-hmm. him into the future. Yeah. And they're like, and, and let him know, like, who hey, he's going it's to be. not going to be I, like this forever. Okay, Ryan, I'm going about to echo what you said. What you said. What's up? I miss this era of continuity. Yeah. For for DC. Yeah. When it, when when because the, Clark is about to re meet the Legion mm-hmm. in 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 the in the pages of Superman. I think he already has actually. Uh, but it, he's, it's re meeting the Legion for the first time. And he's never met the Legion before. So here's the thing. So. Uh, but I miss I miss the continuity of so it. So the new fifty two Legion is the original Legion. That's one of the the one continuity mainstays. So yeah. the this rebirth Legion is a new Legion to Superman. So this yeah. is these are new people. So that's kind of one of the reasons. But I'll, except it's still Lightning Lad and Saturn Girl. It and, is, but it's the rebirth version. So yeah. like I don't know if he knows them or well he doesn't. Brent Brent is okay. clear. He doesn't. Okay. He's never met the Legion okay. before. That's actually a good jumping off point. Then actually, I think I might pick that that one issue and up i then. uh but there's a there's a part of me that i really like legacy continuity i do too so That's the one thing marvel gets right yeah so when 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 books like this happen where i'm like oh yeah no yeah clark knew the legion at one yeah. time and like we don't need to Dude, honestly anyone. it was in 52 that ruined everything yeah well, for it real it really you was know, uh, don't I, forget I, rebirth is like hey those things were true once and we're trying to fix it we tried hard yeah. and but i mm, that's a different. Not discussion. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a different discussion. One other thing, like what Ryan said earlier, there's not the main Legionnaires don't show up in this book a whole lot. I'm talking about Saturn Girl, Lightning Lad, and Cosmic Boy. 
they are in here for a good for a short uh, stint in the Batcave, which also I really like. I like the Batcave sequence a lot. Batcave sequence is great, but I also love how all the lesser known Legionnaires get a lot a huge play, like Colossus Boy, Stone Boy. Yeah, Colossus Boy. Well, Stone Boy is only in there for a hot. No, second. I know. It's just the image of a dude doing <laughs> double P signs and his double ability, deuces, double deuces, and his ability is just to turn to stone and it's like he's inbreakable, but he has to like he has to turn. He's he's in he can't coma. move. He's, he's in, a in a coma. coma. He can't move. He's inanimate. He just when he throws like, himself on someone like Mjolnir. <laughs> no, also I love. I, th- I want to say who's the fire guy? What was his name? Uh, Sunboy. Yeah, no, 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 not Sunboy. Oh, I I had it right here. I'll, yeah, I'll just, you can talk I, about. It. I'll I have find the it. Well, but he was talking. I think it was him talking to Polar Boy. Don't feel bad about not knowing the Legion names. There are hundreds there of are. them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he but someone was talking to. I think it was Colossus Boy was talking to uh, Polar Boy about was like yeah. Are we? Seriously They're also gonna, real dumb. I must yeah. say. Are we seriously gonna call in the subs? It's like yeah. I just don't like their their tactics. And they steal a damn school bus. Drive it through a whole bunch of places. Speaking of dumb legion powers, the girl with multiple eyes. Oh yeah, <laughs> she's she was a reject. The, yeah. the, I know, but like, Eiffel so Eiffel. many powers. Hey, not everyone's gonna be Superman. You mean yeah. Eiffel Elleth? Yes, that's. I think that's what her name. Okay, is. I really like this. Like, we'll talk to you next week. We'll talk to you about Superman's greatest greatest friends, the Flash and Batman, and the wor- and the first alien invasion enemy, Martian Manhunter. Uh, yep. Like, oh that man, is, it's like oh boy. But also something that. Well, I want to bring up, not to get super political here. That when was this book written, Ryan? Two thousand seven. This was this. If this book came out right today, it would pot- still be as oh, yeah. people would be. I mean, well, like white dudes would be let, pissed. Let's be, let's be honest. The I'm sure they were pissed back then too. I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah. they are as well. But the immigration debate was still hot in two thousand seven. Unfortunately, yep. as it is over over twelve years later, super hot. It's twelve years later, and. Even though this is this is a twelve year old book, and I was I'm reading it, I'm like, this can still be applied today. The the harsh xenophobia is like, oh, we need to rewrite this history and make it like, cause so one, so aliens are bad when in reality they're really good. Yeah, and uh, Superman, the like arguably the greatest hero yeah. of all time, is like uh, he, he has been rewritten to be a to human. be a, a yeah. kind of like like they're writing these Superman um, bands kind of like Nazis a little they're bit. They're exactly like Nazis. No, okay. the, the Earthman suit looks like Master. Um, what's his name? The the, the Nazi mas- Master Man, Master Mold, Master. Ultra no, Ultraman's this Earth two. We don't Ultraman, talk about Ultraman's Earth three. Oh um, shoot, uh, Nazi Superman. What's his name? It's like isn't it like the Master Man Overlord? Overlord maybe. Is it Overlord? I'm just gonna look it up. Overman. Overman. I think oh, it's Overman. Overmensch? I don't but know. But yeah, but Earthman, <laughs> but Earthman, when he finally puts on his cape, he looks like a dictator. But I thought I thought he looked a lot like uh, Red Sun Superman. He kind of did, especially with the collars. But besides that, um, you guys know that when I like it when the my, the politics in my comics are nice and subtle, like um that Godzilla book we read a, a while ago. Uh, Brandon, God's remember that Half Century War? Yeah, not Half Century, the one before that. Oh, the King of the Kingdom of the Monsters. Yeah, that, yeah, that book's awesome. It, it's good, but the politics were shoved down my damn throat, and I did not enjoy it. All Godzilla, all good Godzilla stories do that. Hey, where man, they show, where they shoved most, down the politics. Most comic books are actually political. I know, no, they are, oh. but they're political subtly. This is subtle. Yeah. On the surface, it's about actual aliens, the Legion of Superheroes in the year three thousand eight. But you can take those and just. That's and, so strange. I didn't think this book was subtle. I, I thought, thought this was pretty I, overt. I thought it was, but it it was done in a way. It was like, oh, I could see the how the issues are today. It's Overman. It's Overman. Overman. Yeah, it's Overman. Got it. Oh, sweet. But well, not, not sweet. Overman sucks. <laughs> He's a Nazi, Nazi Superman. He's a dick. Okay, I yeah. hate to I hate to interrupt you. I hate to interrupt. But speaking of Smallville, uh, news real quick. This is what triggered it. That's why I was oh, like, yeah. hold on, hold on. Damn, that's uh, that's why. Because you speaking were of like, Smallville. Yes. Tom Welling and Erica Durant are returning <laughs> us. Yes. Yeah. 
as oh, we didn't talk about that. No, we did not. Superman and Lois as Clark and Lois from Smallville. Because because we yeah. talked about it amongst ourselves and we forgot. <laughs> For Crisis on Infinite Earths. perfect time. I'm, I'm so this. happy that they're coming back. Somebody save me. I was super excited to see Erica Durant's as Lois coming back. I'm just yeah. happy that Todd Williams actually felt, gets it to... It felt like they had to. Well, considering she's playing... Kara's mom. Kara's mom, yeah. Hey, I'm just happy that Tom Willing actually gets to wear a Superman suit. They haven't said that, Ben. They haven't said it yet. Relax. Mm. That doesn't mean he's... I'm sure he will, but that he doesn't mean that he will. It, it, hey, it, hey, Kevin Conroy is playing Bruce Wayne. I know he's playing Bruce he's Wayne. He's not playing Batman. No, no, he's playing Bruce Wayne. I'm just saying, I, so just don't get your hopes up. But, but he's there. That's all that matters. He's, but, he's there. He's there. Yeah, he's and there. you can bet he'll have a scene with Tyler Hoshel. He's probably going to save somebody. Brandon Routh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. still so damn cool. Hey man, I saw ten seasons of him as not as Clark Kent. I'm okay with still seeing him as yeah, Clark Kent. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just remember you telling me that his S was CGI'd on it. I call bullshit. This was the. No, that is true. They this, didn't. They couldn't. I just have want a him to actually wear Superman. This was shirt. the big uh, one that we were all anticipating was going to happen, and and now they've officially said that it's happening. And I'm like, good, cool. We can now, all now. Now I'm good. Now, now who's the surprise? Who's the surprise? For because real. there has to be a surprise. Yeah. yeah. And because they just. We talked about this because they just confirmed that they see people were like, see, we knew that they were getting Tom Welling. And like, what did you say that they were called out? Uh, because Mark Guggenheim saying uh, like uh, to those people who, who got the scoop that Tom Welling was in this. We signed him literally yesterday. We yeah. didn't start talking to him until much later than everyone else. Yeah. Right. So like it, so it's it's the same. So thing what this means with, is it's the same thing you see with Marvel movies like, no, OK, yeah, this was the rumor, but we didn't just we just signed the contract. Oh. Yeah, I actually to quick. I want to oh. hear what he sorry. I right. interrupted him. So what this go. means is that. Michael Rosenbaum wasn't lying when he said, like, you know, they haven't talked to me yet, uh, like a month or so ago. Uh, yeah, but that yeah. doesn't mean they that they haven't have talked to him now. That's yeah. true. That's true. Flash baby. And to Flash get, baby. Yeah. And to get on that, Brandon, um, a, a friend of mine at work came up to me and said, hey, Ben, did you hear they're making a Silver Surfer movie? I'm like, who said that? I instantly- At one time, they were in development of a Silver Surfer movie. Yeah. Well, he was like, Way oh, but Marvel. I'm like, is it, so it's rumors. Yeah. Then don't take it as fact, dude. He's like, hey, but they're going like, to be working on. Mar- I straight up looked yeah. him in the eye and said, "Until Marvel says themselves, don't take that's just clickbait bullshit." Yeah. I will. I will give that guy some some leeway because Fox was in development, written by Brian K. Vaughn. No, he specifically told me MCU. He said MCU okay, was good. Yeah, yeah, and Haley Steinfeld's Kate Kate Bishop. So I mean, like we At all least, we yeah. all pretty much Man, know it. I saw I saw that rumor uh-huh. turn into. I saw that that rumor evolve so quickly. It was like, oh, someone someone should cast Haley Steinfeld as. As Hawkeye, and then it became like Marvel is talking to Haley Steinfeld for Hawkeye. Wait, hold on, I saw the start. This wasn't no. <laughs> Jeremy Renner is liking all of her Instagram pictures recently. Oh, so. I'm sure it's happening, but can like, I, yeah. Can I do that effect cool. again? No. What? The he sound. wants to do the. Oh, oh, got it. Okay. Anyway, uh, so, uh, I I was talking to Ryan a bit about this that now that we have Tom Welling and Erica Durant for the crossover, uh, multiple episodes confirmed. By the way. For the five-part event, not just Red. appearing in a single. Um, I'm gonna say Terry McGinnis. That's that's gonna be my one. If I want, if I want to have somebody, I think I think Terry McGinnis would be cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think it kind of has to happen in a sense. Uh, but the but the like, what could the surprise still be? What I told him is that like you bring one character from the streaming service shows. That's all you need. And I was like, Cyborg, Cyborg. would be a perfect candidate yeah. to just yeah. have Cyborg from Doom Patrol come over. Yeah, and there yeah. you are. There you are. There that's it, it. You did there, it. Whoop, there it is. All right, anything else you guys want to talk about? Superman. Justin Hartley. I still want Justin Hartley to come back. I hope that they'll announce that. Uh, Not as Oliver Queen, though. Even if he doesn't come back as Oliver Queen, I will accept him coming back as his failed Aquaman pilot, Aquaman. (laughs) That would be amazing. I saw the trailer. Anna Paquin was in that. Not Anna Paquin. Jesus. The one from the Orville, Mockingbird. Oh, uh, Adrian Palicki. Adrian Palicki. Yeah. She was- Also uh, Wonder Woman. (laughs) She was in that. And Wonder Woman with her own field pilot. 
Yeah. Bring her back. I, uh, the other great. one that the other one that I think we're still waiting on is uh, Linda Carter. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they have not confirmed Linda Carter, though she's already like also a, like Erica Durant's been on the shows before, but they have not confirmed like she'll appear as yeah. Wonder Woman. So. Yeah. Right, and they show Them- Themyscira. In one, in uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, no, th- I, I'm like, there's if they're saying Tom Willing right now, there are still surprises. Yeah. His name is Wildfire. <laughs> okay. All right. So, anything you guys wanted to t- wanted to add to Superman and Legion of Superheroes? It's really, it's really a good g- book. It is really great, and it's also a good one and done. Yeah. It's a good one and done. You don't have to. It's just you buy it. So now I have questions about that tablet. Me too. Yeah. It kind of makes me want to keep reading. I'm like, wow, I'm but glad the, I have the, DCU. But the problem with with reading a trade like this is there was no volume two. Yeah. I that that's. I hated I hated trade waiting not trade waiting but like the way they structured trades in the early 2000s is the worst. Because this is this is like an enticing thing like it doesn't have volume 1 volume 2 yeah. but like it's issue 860 of something. So yeah. I'm like I don't even know where I'm supposed to go from here. Exactly. Yeah. Great book, great book. Oh, anyway, yeah. so you have something else around that? No, it's, it's great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It is it is, it is great. Um, it was great to read a Jeff Johns book again. Right? I miss him so much. <laughs> it's not like he's putting out a book or anything every I know, 6 months. seriously. All right, so my book club is next. Uh, I've chosen Paul Dini and, Edward, and Eduardo Riso's Dark Knight, A True Batman Story, an original graphic novel. This is the story of Paul Dini's mugging and how working on Batman the Animated Series uh, helped him through that. Um, I picked this book up on a whim. I've not yet read it, but I've heard nothing but great things. Same, yeah. So I'm pretty excited. So and it's spe- excited and to read it. Well, also, big clarification, Knight is spelled N-I-G-H-T. Yes. Just just making sure. Yeah, and I'll post it on the Instas and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Very cool. Very, very cool. I'm very excited to read that book. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, all right. That'll do it then. Um, just to remind you, we have a Los Angeles Comic-Con panel. We do. <laughs> Saturday... October 12th at 4 o'clock in room 407. Damn, There dog. you go. Good job. You got it. Mark your calendars, people. Um, next week, we don't know what we're doing yet, right? We're yep. doing something. All right, we're doing the Judy week? Garland biopic starring um, the girl from Chicago, who I forgot her name. Renee Zellweger? That's the one. Is she playing? Oh, yeah, that's she's right. Judy yeah, Garland. she's playing Julie Garland. No, I'm okay. Because Liza Minnelli's too old. That's true. She's going to have a stone to do it. I'm excited for that, actually. It looks pretty good. Yeah. A little Stan and Ollie. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. okay. Alrighty. Um, uh, if you guys want to, you know, hey guys, we have a YouTube page. We sure do. Um, uh, some cool stuff up on our YouTube page, Basement Arcade. Basement Arcade, Fake uh-huh. Nerds Watch, both up. And yep, yep, uh, yep. some archived episodes, not yet, right? Nope. Nope. Uh, but we do. Stop hounding me. Okay. Hound I'm in school. I know. Get off my back. And we'll you shouldn't uh, podcast on his back. It's really like, it's yeah. got to be uncomfortable. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but we also put up these episodes. Uh, as videos, yes. um, and Sparks will probably put a number on the the one from last week. Yep, yep. Please. Hey guys, put what? Put a, put a phone number on the one from last week. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> guys, Halloween's approaching. I'm not saying anything, but Halloween is approaching. So get ready for spooky stuff. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, for I'm just for, saying for, for for just for anything. I'm not gonna. Anything. I'm just saying. Get ready for spooky stuff on on the YouTube. It's yeah. the most wonderful time of the year. In it my is, opinion. man. Uh, I'm also. This is going to be the only time I talk about it. But I am working on a thing. You will know more if that thing ever goes somewhere, and you this will know not nothing. The, this is not the book thing. No. Okay. Uh, and well, I'm working on something for the for our YouTube page. Oh, okay, got it. I am working on a thing. If that thing becomes a thing, you will know more. Got if it. it doesn't, got it. You won't hear me say about it anymore. Got it. Is this a you know, I'll just ask him. Yeah, a friend of mine is at Fantastic Fest and saw Jojo Rabbit and said that uh, it's really, really good and everybody's going to like it. Awesome. I'm so excited for Jojo Rabbit. I'm glad. Okay. Um, all right. We also ha- we are also a Funko affiliate. Uh, use promo code SHOP10 for 10% off your purchase by clicking the link in the description. 
Um, but also our YouTube page is in the description as well. Um, we have a Patreon. If you wanna, if you wanna help support the show, we would really love it. Help us pay for that panel. That costs zero money. Um, Heck yeah. <laughs> um, we have two tiers on there. The five dollar tier help keep the lights on. Um, always trying to make that a little bit more enticing. So you know, and our second tier, uh, my personal favorite, ship in a bottle. Thanks to Mike Matola, who'll be on our panel. Yeah. Heck yeah. We also have a tea public. We just finished the sale, so if you guys didn't get your shirts, oops. Um, it was thirty five percent off. <laughs> oops. Oops. Um, uh, there'll be another one. Don't know why you were. Fine. Don't know why you were sleeping on my, on our thirty percent off merch. We have Fakner podcast shirts. We have Mithlania shirts. We have and mugs and throw pillows because I just like the idea of a throw pillow. Pillow. <laughs> um, I love that we just sell throw pillows. <laughs> I don't know why. Okay. No. Why is it called a throw pillow? You can throw it. But can't you throw any pillow? Yeah. But so is every pillow a throw pillow? These are the tough questions here the on the Fakner <laughs> podcast. <laughs> this is this will be answered in Fakner's after dark. Got it. Okay. Um. Okay. So we have the the. Uh, mugs and things. We have Basement Arcade. We have Suburban Proctologists to support our friends Jeremy Bellucci. Uh, we have uh, Basement Arcade designed by Jen and Fake Nerd 8-Bit uh, designed by our friend Pi. Oh, you mean Don't Be Dick designed by Jen? He has the one. What yeah. did I say? Yeah, you said, you said Basement, Basement Arcade. Arcade. I was about to be like, <laughs> oh. nope, no it isn't. Nope. Basement Arcade was designed by Sparks. It's the person I'm I, I picked at. a font and put a color on it. <laughs> and I put it on a shirt. That's the design. <laughs> <laughs> Well, nobody said anything yet. All right. Uh, also, link is in the description. Heck yeah. Uh, thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it, guys. Um, we do, really. We re- there would be no panel without you. For reals. Clearly, they saw that we have a following and said, okay. Clearly, <laughs> they saw that Mike Matola had a following and they said, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's we'll get these guys it. a panel. Sure. Why not? Uh, I wonder who, what's, what panel, what other people submitted for panels for us to get one. <laughs> well, I mean, it, like, for real, if we look at some of the things, like, we've been to, like, there was like a Harry Potter fan film. Yeah. There's like yeah. there's been smaller podcasts that we've been to. So like I think it's just like we're big enough we're, you know, it's like it's not like it's not like a Hall H. And you know what? We're big enough because of the listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you, listeners. Love and you. thank you to our collaborators, such as the people who des- who design shirts for us. And Jeremy Bellucci. Jeremy Bellucci, thank you. Um you can find him on Instagram at Jeremy Bellucci Keyboards. He does our music. Uh any any piece of sound that comes from not from our voices uh, is his. Um, you can find him also his show Suburban Proctologist you can find that on iTunes right now uh, or facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist official or Instagram at Subproc Podcast thank you to Mike Matola who's going to be on our panel guys I just can't say it enough I'm excited Mike is a such a good sport to deal with us to put up with us yes <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you to Mike Matola who does our logos for Fake Nerd Podcast and Miscellaneous you can find him at, at Mike Matola Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. And thank you to Downright Nerdy Podcasts and Just a Little Podcast for keeping our secret. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Guys. Yeah. Okay, guys. Now you can tell the world. <laughs> After we've told them. No, now thanks. you may thanks, tell the uh, world. Thanks yeah. for being awesome people. Yeah. yeah. Um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben. I'm at BenMagnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, I also write for OldSchoolGamerMagazine.com. My newest article is going to be up hopefully tonight if I could stay away from Fire Emblem for 20 plus minutes. Mm. Oh, that's a... Thank you, Ben. I have two new articles up on my on 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 Viking. Sweet. Um, I will link them in the description Hell as well yeah. as I will link Ben's in the description. Yeah. I talk about Movie Pass. 
uh, and Disney's growing the fox. Okay. Love it. Mm. I mine this week is gonna be about how retro about retro re- remakes. Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening is a hundred percent remake that just came out, and I'm gonna talk about that. Super duper. Nice. About all almost all retro remakes. Uh, Ryan. Death Stranding, it's a new genre, the Strand game. This game will be an experience, as if it were the reality. The sound of the wind, the sound of the water, the sound on our feet, the realistic environment, etc. This game has something human. We fight alone, but we are not alone. I'm at DJ Tony Snark at everything. You get more contact like that. Was that from Kojima himself? Of course. (laughs) Smarmy, Sparksy. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. Sparksy. I mean, it's fine. What's up? Sparksy. Uh, yeah, uh, I am Sparks Witty. You can find me on Instagram at S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty, and I am currently at 98 followers, so I'm not really? on Twitter. Oh, my God. You're going to get those two followers. I'm going to make two accounts. <laughs> uh, last last week, it was 97, and the week before it, it was 98. So, oh. I mean, you know, it's fluctuating. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm okay if we just stay here. That everyone. one person's like, oh, I don't want him to get a Twitter account to just unfollow us. <laughs> I don't want to get a Twitter account. So, <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, rate and review wherever you get us. Seriously, guys, helps so much. Until next week, guys, stay fake nerds. <laughs>